Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, Oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Pauline, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood Hangout, everybody. The last show this podcast put out was March of 2020. Holy hell, the intro was great to hear. It's good to be back. And I have two wonderful gentlemen joining me. Well, Smark and Cheeseman. Uh, <laughs> it is Cheeseman from the High Marks and Smark as usual. And we are talking draft day tonight. What is up, everybody? Yeah, what's up, everybody out there? Thank you guys for bringing me on, and I appreciate it. It's an well, honor to be the first, on the first show back. Well, you do have a show called Cheese on Sports, and we are doing a sports movie. Yeah, it does seem appropriate. And Smark is also a sports fan. What's up over there, Smark? Ooh, that's going on. There you go. Smark's a sports <clears throat> fan, too. I, however, am completely oblivious to football. I just never really watched it. So not really, which is why I wanted some people on here that knew sports. Otherwise, this would not be very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's no guarantee that it will be anyway, but you know, we're all going to try our best, I think. Right. You, you, when you asked me if I wanted to come on, I was like, all right, yeah, sweet. And you're like, we're going to do draft day. I'm like, cool. I mean, I, I've never seen it, but obviously it's about the NFL draft. Yes. I looked it out and I seen Kevin Costner. I was like, oh. <laughs> not a fan that'd be good. it's still cool it's still cool we'll be good <laughs> yeah 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 Re really and you know no, the funny thing is smart hates this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I didn't mind the movie. I wasn't a big Costner fan, but I gotta admit, since Yellowstone came out, that kind of changed my mind a bit. Costner's the man in Yellowstone. He's done some pretty good stuff, man. Pretty good, uh, many good movies I can think of. Many, yeah. many. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously get into it, uh, like we were talking about before. We're gonna jump into uh, actors as they pop up in the movie, and he pops up early. So, oh man, I'm just, I'm like excited. Like shaking, excited. <laughs> I am ooh, movies again. Um, and Michael Smith, thanks for stopping by. I know you were uh, one of them clamoring for this show to come back. And uh, there you go. So we are back. Um, I'll tell you what, cheese. Why don't you uh, tell them where they can find you, and then we'll uh, just start talking movies. <laughs> I well, I mean, if you want to listen to the show, you can find us right here on Mixler at the Metal Mitt Podcast Network. That's two T's. <clears throat> uh, you can catch the high marks Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Cheese on Sports, who uh, just drafted Smart to be part of the show, actually. Mm-hmm. Mondays at 8.30. Um, and there's also the Mo Dirk City Machine Guns Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. All right. So there we go. And uh, once again, like I said, you guys, uh, this is this is the return, and it's going to be every Friday. It's going to be earlier than this, but we want to accommodate Cheese Man. I really wanted to have him on with us, and uh, it will be earlier. I'll probably start. <clears throat> I don't know. Nah. Yeah, I appreciate it. I had to work till ten o'clock, so ah, no problem at all, man. No problem at all. So. It's all good, and we're, uh, like I said, you guys can just find us here, and if you're not subscribed, we're, you know, get subscribed again, because the, uh, the feed's going to be hitting every Friday or probably Saturday morning when I wake up and from my drunken stupor and post the show. So there you go. All right. Well, I guess we can, fuck it. Should we just start the fucking movie, I guess, right? It's Mark, what do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Well. I guess we start off, now, the, I said the beginning of the movie was a little, a little slow, but, and Cheese, I don't know if you've ever listened or heard how I do these, I, I play clips, we talk about them, and that's how we get through the movie. Easy enough. All right, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, I can follow along with that. Yeah, well, here's the easiest way to start this movie, telling you exactly what it's about. Not that anyone is an idiot, but here we go. 32 teams, seven rounds, 224 young men who today are about to become players in the National Football League, a day where lives are changed, fates are decided, dynasties are born, and the clock is always ticking. Of course, I'm talking about Draft day. There you go. The booming music, the talking all about draft day. Um, pretty cool, though. Like I said, I, 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 I wanted to do this movie for many reasons. Um, like I said, and you know the funny thing? I am not, I do not like sports really at all. But I love sports movies. Be it baseball, <clears throat> football, Fucking hockey. I don't care. I like sports movies, and I always have. But I'm still not a sports fan, so it's kind of weird for me. Right. I mean, that's... I mean, you can be you can not be a sports fan and still like a lot of these sports movies. That's 
they write these movies for people who aren't sports fans to still enjoy the movie. So Man. <clears throat> it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it does. I mean, like um, some like f- great football movies, I like The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Keanu, mm-hmm. good one, good one. I think me and Smart have talked about that a few times before. Yeah, yeah. He was actually offered a like a tryout while filming that movie from like the Washington something. <laughs> the Washington football team. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that team. It was like some <laughs> offshoot. The Washington Generals. They were playing the Globetrotters. <clears throat> I think. Yeah. I actually think that might have been it. <laughs> I actually think that might have been it. He was offered a contract during that movie, but and I, any given Sunday, like I said, me and Anthony spent four fucking hours reviewing that movie right there. Um, so yeah, man, I just uh, love me some sports movies. Like I said, baseball movies, everything. But um, like I said, obviously. This is this whole movie focuses around draft day. I mean, yeah. it's fucking... I recognize that voice too at the beginning. That's that dude from the Carfield commercials. I've seen those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is uh, what's his name? Chris Berman. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah, there you go, Chris Berman. Yeah, no, I he's he's a real like sports analyst, right? Yeah, he was big on uh, ESPN for the longest time. But that was, I mean, back in the early 90s, I think he was when he was bigger. Yeah, he's still now he's mostly just annoying. Yeah, so he comes around for the uh, home run derby and makes people want to hang themselves. My personal favorite moment of his was there's a clip on YouTube that you can find of him talking about buying drugs in Canada and smuggling them through the border. <laughs> I haven't heard about that, but that's awesome. Up his ass? Mm-hmm. He's, is he putting them up like up his ass or something? What is he doing here? Well, they're like, it's like uh, like a Tylenol or an aspirin that has codeine in it, and it's legal in Canada, but not in the U.S., so he says that he takes a shitload of them for, like, the more boring games. <laughs> more are going. Mm-hmm. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. <laughs> wow. Exactly. I, I'll post the link in the Mixer chat here. I could probably find it in a minute. Man, I remember the days when cocaine got guys through shit. What the hell happened to the good old <laughs> days, man? <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, the '80s. Everything has <laughs> changed. Everything has changed. Can't even, can't even count on guys to get cooked up and and and, and go play football anymore. I guess. Um, there we go. All right, <laughs> but uh, all right. Here, a little, little little shot for the start. Uh, return of Hollywood Hangout, gentlemen. A little shot for everybody. A little rum. Cheers. Cheers. <clears throat> oh yeah. And the the first note that I have, I think it was during the opening credits. There it was. They were offloading team hats and glass cases off of a coach bus, like a nice bus where people would sit. Like, get the fuck out of here. They're not shipping the fucking hats on a bus in nice little comfortable seats. That shit's coming on a U-Haul like everything else. Yeah. It's a movie. <laughs> they, yeah, I know. They probably didn't it want to pay U-Haul. funny to me. I'm like, who's walking off the bus? I'm like, oh, it's hats. <laughs> they, they they probably didn't want to pay U-Haul for the fucking the, uh, the yeah, advertisement. Shit. Just get a box truck and leave it unlabeled. Fuck. <laughs> I prefer my box trucks unlabeled. Then you can cut people off and they can't call your boss. Exactly. Well, I many a day is driving a box truck. <laughs> many, many. So, again, movie starts about draft day. Well, I guess we'll get back into that. Um, but there's a couple of little, I don't know. I don't know why I call these subplots. I guess that's kind of exactly what they are. But there's another one in this movie. 
Um, it's Kevin Costner's character, Sonny Weaver, uh, the, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. He's got a few things going on. Number one, we hear his father died in this, who was the coach of the Cleveland Browns before. And number two, he finds out Jennifer Garner, his girlfriend, Allie, in the movie, is pregnant. So he's got a bunch of fun stuff going on. But since he's got all this going on in his life, everyone's trying to kind of take advantage of him a little bit. Especially the um, general manager of the Seahawks there. And uh, that is Patrick Esprit. I don't know if uh, you guys have... uh, Any of you guys watch SWAT? No. No. I didn't think so. I have seen him in other things. I recognize the guy, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's been in a ton of stuff. And as I do, he has been in an episode of NYPD Blue. Uh, Very nice. (laughs) That's got to get tied in. The first show back, you think I'm not going to tie that shit in? Uh, But, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of my gimmick. But yeah, he he was in one quick episode, but uh, he's pretty much. I guess this would be the villain in the movie. He's just the Seattle GM. Yeah, mm. he's kind of a dick, but I mean, most GMs are. You gotta, you know, fuck people over if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was mean, my next note. It's like they say he says we're looking for somebody stupid, and then queue up. Fucking Cleveland Browns. <laughs> well, let's, ex- let's let's find out exactly what he says. And he would be, I'm assuming that would be the owner of the team. Uh, that is, uh, I believe his name is Chi McBride. The first name is C-H-I. Yeah. Chi, Chi is the name. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oddly enough, I know him best from waiting as the fucking dishwasher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. He was in Gone, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. He was an iRobot. Um, he was in Undercover Brother. I don't know if he's proud of that or not, but I like that movie. I believe he made Toilet Wine in Let's Go to Prison or Let's Go to Jail, whatever the name of it was. Very interesting. <laughs> That's very interesting. But uh, been in a lot of a lot of TV shows, uh, and he's been done a lot of voice work also, but... Pretty much any time you see his character, there's a little bit of comedy to it. Not in here, though. There's no comedy to his character here. Um, but uh, let's go ahead. Let's find out what he says. Let's do this. What are we going to do with it? Well, we've gone over this a lot, Walt. I'm really nervous about trading away the top pick. Callahan could be huge. That's true. But it might be worth it if someone's willing to give us their weight and gold to get him. What did the Rams get when they traded away number two overall to the Redskins a few years back? Three number one picks and a number two. Well, shit, that'll work for me. Nobody's offering us that, Walt. Look, do you want the entire city of Seattle calling for our heads because we... Our fans know a good deal when they see one, Tom. Which is why we're not even going to think about doing this unless we can find someone. Stupid enough to give us more than he should. Exactly. So... Who's the most desperate guy you know? Well, we know who that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, what they're talking about, I think I, we forgot to mention, uh, they're talk- they've got the number one pick, and that is pretty much the, again, the main plot of the movie is the number one pick is being kind of tossed around here, and that's, uh, that's what they have, and that's what they're trying to deal. Now, do either one of you guys know if the... Uh, if that little fact there about the Rams is true or not, 
Yes, I, because I looked it up. I wanted. To, <laughs> I was doing fact checking. I assume that's what you wanted me here for. And so uh, <laughs> this actually did happen. They're referencing the 2012 NFL draft. This came out in 2015, I believe it was. 14, yeah. Uh, the movie. It was the 2014 so draft in the movie, though. Right. Well, yeah, I, I would guess. But uh, they're referencing the 2012 draft. That was uh, St. Louis traded the selection to Washington for first round selections in 2012. That'd be a sixth overall pick. 2013, 22nd overall pick. 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 2013 was 22nd. And then 2014 was the second overall pick. Um, the pick that Washington ended up getting, they drafted Robert Griffin the third. And then St. Louis turned what they got into a bunch of different picks. It was like about eight people, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Oddly enough, the Lions just got a similar deal from the Rams, and I'm hoping they do the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. See, I have no clue what y'all are talking about at all. I do know, though, <laughs> if you do go to IMDb and look up the trivia, this movie does have a lot of real-life, um, not only similarities, but they, they did actually use... I think they were trying to use as many real stats as they could. So, but uh, we can go ahead and keep rolling from there. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from there? From there, I believe we actually go to Sunny. Let me see here. Do that where we go? Yes, we do. I believe we finally run into, uh, we see Kevin Costner. First time here. I believe he's uh, starting to get dressed for the day. And that's when we see him. And I think think if I remember correctly that was another scene I wanted to play not him getting dressed what's being said on the television though uh, so here we go we got a fun one today don't we fellas boom more intrigue this year than I can remember in a long time there's no intrigue at the number one pick Bo Callahan Wisconsin Badger overall number one to Seattle that's got to be a slam dunk we haven't had a quarterback like this enter the draft since Andrew Luck all right so you got the Heisman Trophy winner going to the Seahawks but what about the other 31 teams what are they going to do who are you looking at today John Mel I think it's Cleveland at number seven Sonny Weaver Jr. he's got to have a lot on his mind this year I'm with Mel as we all know Sonny's dad former Browns coach Sonny Weaver Sr. He's a legend in Cleveland. He died last week. This kid, Ray Jennings, Heisman Trophy finalist his senior year, 2,159 combined yards, running the ball, catching the ball, 22 touchdowns. He's looking to take it to the house. The only downfall is this guy got into a little skirmish, assault and battery, landed the kid in the hospital, but guess what? All right, so there you go. There's that scene. He's getting dressed. The football pundits are all talking about, you know, his dad passing and... You know, it must, must be nice to just sit there and be reminded of that about 30 times in this fucking movie. Right. Yeah, no shit. Well, my problem with it is, like, he was some legendary coach in Cleveland. That's not real. <laughs> There's no <laughs> legendary coach in Cleveland. Cleveland never did shit. Now, that is kind of an interesting point, because even like within the realm of the movie, they're, they're still selling the fact that it's a hard block franchise. So it's like not really the, even in the realm of fiction that they were that successful anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is this was always supposed to be um, th- this wasn't always supposed to be about the Cleveland Browns. It was the Buffalo Bills originally. And they changed it because the production costs in Ohio were much cheaper. So it was supposed to be the Buffalo Bills, and uh, that yeah. never happened. And the um, Seahawks were actually supposed to be the New York Jets, and they just dropped out at the last minute. So 
who knows with that. Awesome. But uh, there was a few things that were supposed to have happened and didn't happen. One for obviously <laughs> cost cutting, budget cuts. Jesus Christ, this this shit is like wrestling. That fucked me up at the beginning too because it was like Seattle Seahawks. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's gonna be about the Seahawks, and then cut to Cleveland. And I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> not the Browns. Are they All that right. bad of a team, really? <laughs> I mean, they're actually like finally moving up in the world. They're pretty good right now, but no, I mean they're they're just like the Lions. They're synonymous with being terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, they showed a little <clears throat> thing about, like, Cleveland football in the movie. They did a little montage. And, like, everything that they showed you was true. They moved to Baltimore, and the team that became – the team that was the Cleveland Browns in this instance that moved to Baltimore shortly thereafter won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And Cleveland has not won any Super Bowls ever and won't be winning a Super Bowl in the foreseeable future either. I don't believe they've ever made a Super Bowl either. No. They got a shot but uh, because of Patrick Mahomes and the fucking Chiefs. They uh, they don't got a good shot, right? <clears throat> but I mean, they did give them a run for their money last year in the playoffs, so we'll see. Oh, and by the by, you did say that this was for the 2014 draft. I took a note on who got picked first and who got picked seventh in that draft. So whenever you want that, go ahead and let me know. Oh, really? Yeah, right. I did. I, I actually did a surprising amount of research, which surprised both of you based on my work ethic that both of you have seen. <laughs> God, all right. Right. Are, you, are you gonna bring the same uh the same work ethic to Monday nights for me? <laughs> I wouldn't count on it, but who knows? <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. Probably not. That's fine. I don't do it either, and it's my show. <laughs> there you go. Uh let's see what do we got here. Like I said, that was Kevin Costner. We saw Kevin Costner obviously been doing movies since my god, as far as I know, the eighties. Yeah. Nineteen eighty one his first movie. Malibu Hot Summer. But he's been in a ton. Of, he was even in a movie called Fandango. Look at that. Mm. A little wrestling tie in there. Uh, <laughs> my personal favorite movie of uh, Kevin Costner's The Untouchables. I don't know if anyone, any of one of y'all have seen that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that one's good. Can't deny that one. And then you got De Niro playing uh, 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 Capone, Al Capone. Yep. Yeah, Field of Dreams, Body, The Bodyguard. That movie with... Uh, that was Whitney Houston, wasn't it? Who was that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. It was Whitney Houston. I yeah. thought so. By the way, did you guys see they actually did a Field of Dreams baseball game this season in the MLB? I heard about it. I didn't see it, though. Or, like, they or like literally had it in a cornfield. Like, they built did a little they? stadium. I think it was in <laughs> Iowa. No, yeah, cornfield, Iowa. That would make sense. It. Yeah, corn, Iowa, <laughs> Iowa corn. It was uh, White Sox Yankees. <clears throat> it, like the tickets were fucking astronomical, so it like kind of defeats the whole purpose of it being a modest venue when it was like <laughs> only rich yuppie douchebags got to go. But hey, whatever. Every time I hear Field of Dreams now, I think of Tracy Morgan and How High. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. He's like, Fuck you, me! If you build, they kind of they come. Who the fuck gonna come out to a cornfield? No, you don't expect me to sell no peanuts out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tracy Morgan. He's hilarious, man. Yeah, this show was great. Hey, he's hilarious though. Um, but yeah, he's been in a ton of things. Obviously, uh, cheese you mentioned uh, Yellowstone is his most recent uh, thing he did, um, and looks like he hasn't really done anything. Uh, he's a voice in the in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, this one was back in 2019 now, but he did a movie, uh, The Highwayman. It was on Netflix. It was about uh, Bonnie and Clyde, I believe. 
That was another good one. I think it was him and uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I think that's in my uh, my list. Yeah, you should check that one out. Yeah. That one's worth it. Mm. <laughs> if you like Costner, definitely watch that one. Yeah, yeah, I do. But uh, that's um, that's that. But uh, again, I mean, you just got these guys just bombarding him, reminding him his father died, reminding him how shitty his team is. Just the whole movie, they're just shitting on the guy. I feel bad for this guy at points in this movie. I'm like, my God, leave the man alone. That's yeah. kind of one of my notes. It's like everybody in general, I, I'll just speed to this one. Everybody in this movie was like just kind of sending assholes to everyone else in this movie, except for the guy who mentions that he's a quarterback and the guy that's stress eating during the draft. They have like a Lenny and Carl from the Simpsons dynamic. Because <laughs> you got the white guy, black guy that are just friends. They're the only people yeah. that are nice to each other. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Oh, God. All right. Lenny and Carl, I like that. <laughs> I like that comparison. <laughs> Look, he eats when he gets nervous. Don't make him feel bad about it, Smart. Mm-hmm. I dare not to. I actually wrote that down as just Lenny and Carl in my notes. <laughs> okay, good job. Um, all right, we also meet Jennifer Garner in this little scene right here that we'll play right after we talk about Jennifer Garner. Uh, she's, honestly, I haven't seen many of the movies she's been in or the TV shows. Uh, I know she was an alias. She was in Daredevil. I think I saw Daredevil. That one I saw. That one I saw. But a lot of the stuff she's been in, I haven't seen. So forgive me, please. Same here. Yeah. Not real yeah. familiar with her either. No. <laughs> um, again, I'm looking through the list here. I think I've seen two movies. She was Electra. I think she was in both. The, I think there was a new Electra that came out, a newer Electra. She was in the TV series, uh, three episodes of the TV series Felicity. So, yeah. Oh, I forgot she was in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, seen still anything. Well, I seen Pearl Harbor, but that was a long time ago, and I wanted to forget. I seen it as soon as I seen it, so mm-hmm. <laughs> don't remember. That was a real long movie to forget, unfortunately. Uh, I see that fucking dude. Where's my car? How about that? All right, there you go. I know that movie. That one. I've seen that one. Um, yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and play this next scene because this is kind of her just. Being a woman. <laughs> Let's play it. <laughs> you look nice. You gonna say anything to me? Well, it's it's big. It's a pretty big thing we're talking about here. Look, you can understand why this week of all weeks I might feel just a little conflicted about the news I'm suddenly gonna be a dad. I know. Shit timing. I guess we could stop there. So there you go. Yeah. His father just died. I did this him week. a solid and just kept her mouth shut for an extra week, huh? Mm-hmm. How about <laughs> one day? 24 hours. I mean, it's not going to happen like today. I know. Right. I know. She should have shut the fuck up for one fucking day and just been like, oh, no, I didn't want to bother you with this yesterday. But no, she's like, hey, you know, I know your dad just died and we got this whole draft thing coming up. I know it's really stressful. But hey, by the way, I'm knocked up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> And we have to talk about it right fucking now. And you better say all the right fucking things or I'm fucking leaving. Uh, at least she leaves in a nice That's car. Came off to me. She does have a nice car. Though. She has a nice car. Like he's supposed to be the asshole. Right. <laughs> I know. He's like, my God, I feel horrible for this poor gentleman. Um, 
But uh, right, if they were trying to paint him out to be a dick in any way, at any point, they failed miserably. They really <laughs> did. He was a sympathetic character the entire movie. I... Even when he's sitting there and he's in that uh, that Brian Drew kid's face, or and he's like trying to be mean to him, and you're still like, man, he's still being pretty respectful though. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's like, man, he's really trying to be a dick, but he's being, being professional as fuck. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I don't need this shit today. I'm working here. So do my job. <laughs> now everybody just sit back and fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now we do get that call from Tom Michaels, who is uh Patrick Esprit, who's the uh general manager of uh the Seattle Seahawks. And uh let's just go ahead and roll right into that. We're up early. Well, it is draft day. How you doing? Uh, well, I'm great. I'm having a great day. How about you? Well, I'm sitting here eating my pancakes. Thinking about moving number one. Really? Yeah, I mean, as you know, Connor did a great job for us last year. But Callahan looks like, well, hell, Sonny, he's going to be a franchise player for someone. You'd consider a trade? I'd consider the right one. Well, Jesus, Tom, at least act like you called me, all right? What do, you, what do you want for it? I want your first pick this year, your first rounder next year, and your third rounder the year after that. Ouch. Ouch. No thanks. I know what it sounds like. It sounds like. like you're trying to take advantage of me. I would never do that. Your seventh pick gives you what? A running back with a rap sheet? You don't know who I'm picking seven, Tom. I'm not going to sell the farm for one guy. Well, you should. Your farm sucks. <laughs> pick number one. Get Bo Callahan. Yeah, the quarterback. Brian Drew? Are you talking about Brian Drew? Jesus, you're hilarious. Guy barely made it through half the season before getting injured last year. I have the golden ticket, Sonny. If I give it to you, you get to save football in Cleveland. You have 10 seconds, then I gotta go to work. Enjoy your pancakes, Tom. Couldn't do it. Couldn't rope him in. That guy's clearly the fucking villain just for making me listen to him eat those fucking pancakes. That was awful. Yeah. Now he's a fucking... <laughs> now this guy's a dick. <laughs> this guy knows how to be an asshole. I like this guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So once again, you know, got his... Eat him. Got, got all these problems going on, and now he's got these guys sitting here trying to just beat the shit out of him and get whatever they can out of him because they know, you know, his dad dies, he's stressed out, and they don't know about Allie, but uh, they know it's draft day and his dad died. And as the uh, as the owner of the Seahawks said, you know, uh, who's the most desperate guy you know? Yeah, and we don't know this at the time in the movie yet, but, like, also... He fired his dad the year before, so that's another reason why they know he's so desperate because Cleveland fans are calling for his head over that shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's already on the hot seat. Desperate and, as fuck. And you actually just uh, kind of brought us right into our next little clip here, and here we go while I do this shot with my wife. I believe the word Clevelander comes from the Latin word that means to have idiotic hope at all time, and don't we ever. We don't have beaches and beautiful weather and sunshine and hot babes roller skating all over. You know what we've got? 
We got our sports teams. And that's the only hope we have. Let me explain to you. Football was invented 20 miles down the road in Canton, Ohio. This is a football town. It's in our DNA. No doubt about it. To me, losing the team oh. all together, having the team go and move to Baltimore, go there and win, that was so painful for the town. And then the new expansion franchise having to come back in. One of the amazing things to me is that in the midst of all of this losing, people are still hopeful yeah. that eventually yeah. this is going to yeah. be our year. Yeah. Maybe to a fault with the hope, but that's really all we have because this is a sports town. And I want Sonny Weaver to know. Sonny, I hope you're listening. You better be. Can you please do something tonight to turn this thing around? Otherwise, you will be gone. I can sympathize with that as a Lions fan. Right. <laughs> and I, that was actually the wrong clip. I it's the other clip that'll tell us what you said. Jeez, this actually is what. Yeah, yeah, this is what Smart was talking about before. Um, how they moved and the expansion team came in. What was the? Do you remember the name of the expansion team? Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah, it was the Ravens. It was just the Ravens the whole time. Yeah. Oh, all they right. moved from Cleveland to Baltimore, and then. Cleveland itself became an expansion team again later down the road when they got their team back. Mm. That sounds that that that's extremely confusing. It's weird. It, it's very confusing. Yeah. It sounds confusing. Um, I'm 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 confused, which is probably why it's. It's just like the NHL. The Winnipeg Jets lost their franchise like 15 years ago, and then just got them back last year. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Um. Now. Sonny's about to get a call here. There are a couple guys he's looking at in this draft. This first call is now I am really happy that not only my, there was a couple reasons I wanted to do this movie. This is the other one. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's in this movie as Vontae Mack. Um, and obviously we lost, uh, lost him at the late, uh, no early this year. Correct. I think it was last year. Was it late last year? Yeah, let me look it up, but I feel like it Wait, was... Kind uh, of yeah, August 28th, 2020. I just had to scroll down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, over just over a year ago. Right, right. And uh, obviously known for, you know, Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, um, James Brown in, uh, in Get On Up. Many movies, many movies he's known for, but uh, ended up with cancer, ate him up, and um, he passed last year. But I'm glad we can do this movie. And he was in excellent shape when he was doing this movie in 2014 but um well, let's go ahead now he, yeah it was jacked <laughs> yeah yeah now he gives him a call here and uh this is right here where we meet Vontae Mack and uh nice little nice little scene here hello good morning Mr. Sonny Weaver Jr. show number one fan Vontae Mack Vontae how'd you get this number you gave it to me at the combine Sorry if I called, eh? That's all right. It doesn't matter. Vontae, the draft draft doesn't start until late. Where are you, New York? No, man. They wanted me up there, Radio City, but wanted to be here in Virginia with my grams. Well, she goes, she can't make that trip. So, who you picking? If I was you, I'd take a lightning quick middle linebacker and murder the gaps in the 3-4. Totally agree. You got Reggie Wilson's number down there in Purdue? You know, I really don't find that funny. 
I'm going to pause it there for just a second, and we'll get back to that. Another reason I am a big fan and I like this movie is the way it was shot. The the side-by-side screens they have, um, you know, when when they're talking on the phone, usually you hear one side of the conversation. A lot of times they don't do the side-by-side. I like the side-by-side. I like that when he's walking in as Dennis Leary is telling the story, you know, they cut and he literally walks through that scene. Basically, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really like the, the the production of the movie, the way it was shot, but the the camera work in this movie, I I was always a, a huge fan of. I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons Smart hates this movie. I don't know. <laughs> no, I I'm with you. I like the split screen aspect that they did with it because like one would bleed over onto the other kind of like it didn't have like distinct borders. It was weird. It was right. different. Like I I don't think I've ever seen it before. I. Don't think I ever really have either. I mean, I'm, we've seen split screens, obviously, but not the way they did it. Like I said, at one yeah. point where, he, you know, we'll get to that scene where Dennis Leary is telling the story, but, you know, he walks through and he literally walks right on top of Dennis Leary. And yeah. it's like, this is pretty fucking cool. And, you know, he's just walking through the building. <clears> so, I don't know, Smart, what, what did you think of the way the movie was shot? Uh, I have no real notes one way or the other in terms of cinematography. That's not really my department. Okay. I, 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 I didn't know we all had departments here. <laughs> well, we do. So what floor? I, I don't know what everybody else's department is. I'm more of set design. What floor are you on? There's some, exactly. some really good foliage in the, uh, you know, the locker room. There is. There yeah, is. The foliage was great. I, I have a feeling they're fake, but that's okay. We'll 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 leave well, that out. We'll we'll just leave that out. You know what? Let's just get back to the scene. How's that? <laughs> it's funny, Vonto. You're just not feeling it right now. Look, there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs before this is all over. Try and keep a sense of humor. I ain't stupid. You don't take me at seven, I drop down to the late teens. Watch the mock drafts. I know who taking who and I can't afford to fall that far. Can't take no late teens paycheck. Vontae needs a seven-pick paycheck. Got a gaggle of nephews need to get fed now. Taking them tumbling. <laughs> nephews, you love tumbling, yes or no? <laughs> See, that's the difference between them and me. I do not like tumbling, especially if I'm tumbling 13 picks. Feel me? Seventh pick makes Listen, me. I appreciate that, Vontae, I really do. But I got to go. 17 or 18, then I got tagged. All right, so there you go. Now... <laughs> It, the weird thing is, obviously, Vontae in this movie his, uh, does have two nephews he's taken care of because his sister did die from cancer. Yep. So just kind of a odd little eerie fact there. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Didn't even think about that until now. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of an eerie fact on there. But uh, taking care of his nephews, obviously trying to get... Uh, I, I guess, does where you're picked in the draft <clears throat> really, like judge your salary that much yes yeah i mean it's a little bit different now because i don't know when that was implemented but there's more of a salary cap related to the rookies but like back in the day if you went first like you were getting 40 million 50 million something like that like just right off the jump yeah they've restructured shit now it's not they don't get as much but back then yeah it did make a huge difference I mean, Holy don't get me wrong, they're still doing fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I just Yeah, that. you don't need to wait for them. 
No, I mean, trust me, I hear some of these contracts and they're like ridiculous, like hundreds of millions for five years and shit. And it's like, what the fuck? My God, I should have played sports as a kid. Mm -hmm. The fuck was I doing? Drinking. (laughs) Yeah, I played sports. I just wasn't good enough. I got to the high I got to high school and then I didn't have the good grades, so they're like, oh, you can't play sports. I'm like, what the fuck you mean I can't play sports? Because I got bad grades. What's that got to do with anything? I tried to. I tried to. I, I was like starting in middle school, I did the whole thing, like got the physical, got you know, all ready and shit and everything. Uh first time out, I ended up I was playing defense. I thought I got blocked too hard, so I swung at one of the guys. And that was about <laughs> it. That was the extent of my uh, athletic career. <laughs> uh shit. I played <clears throat> I played basketball and baseball in seventh grade. I wasn't very good at either. I'm passable at, at, at both, but not great at either. So I just was never good at sports. I was uh, ride the hell out of a dirt bike. That's something, hmm. I guess. Uh, I played baseball from the time I was five till I was 16. There you go. Yeah. It was pretty good, but didn't have good grades, and then I tore a bunch of muscles in my elbow. So that was kind of the <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's never good. So, see, you just leave out the grades and say you had to quit due to injury. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you had to, re- you had to retire early. Medically retired. Yeah, exactly. Retired medically. <laughs> like Edge. Yep. But he came back. I, yeah, I was going to say, I'm 36. I can make it come back here in like four more years, right? There you go. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It is. God, you young, <laughs> you young guys make me feel old. <laughs> Shit, I turned 46 last month, so I'm an old son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> so there you go. I'm trying to see. Why, do I, why does it look like I kind of went back to the same scene? I don't think I did, but um, let me turn the volume. All I got to do is turn the volume down and find out if I'm at the same scene. Yes, I am. So what I will <laughs> do is delete that one also, and then we can go to the next scene, which, um, again, he's looking at a couple guys. Like we had said, Vontae is one of them that they're looking at. Uh, Dennis Leary plays the coach in this, uh, the coach of the uh, of the Browns in this, which just can't see Dennis Leary as a coach or anything. Mm. He's pretty intense. <laughs> well, I could I could kind of see it. Yeah, and that's kind of that was one thing that was like in my notes is, is that he's, in my opinion, the best part of this movie, but he's also just Dennis Leary in this movie. Like at right. some point, I'm expecting him to just like turn around and start telling me about like, the towing capacity of this crew cab truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you know, Dennis, I mean, geez, it, he is always Dennis Leary. It's just because that's just how we know him. I mean, even in Judgment Night, he's sitting there trying to be this badass and he's still being funny. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Yeah, I, it's been a long time, but yeah, I've seen Judgment Day. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, now and again, watch that again. Yeah, now he's looking for he again. He's got his eye on a few people here. Ray Jennings is one of them. It's uh, Terry Crews' son in this movie. Yeah. Now, for to see Terry Crews playing mm-hmm. a dad with a kid that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little bit. Now, I believe this kid was actually a real football player, though. And no, I'm trying to find look it. Into that, but I, I could buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find it. It was in the uh, 
whatchamacallit, the things for uh, the trivia on IMDb. He was, I think he was a college football player. I'm here. Let me just hit control F J E N N. There you go. Uh, Arian Foster is uh, that his name. Uh, oh, no shit. Yeah. Arian mm-hmm. Foster was a successful running back for a minute. He was real big. Uh, there yeah, you go. Got and, up there. He was playing for the Texans for a little while. Had a pretty good career. And he played, uh, yeah. played football at Tennessee, uh, but was never drafted from what it says here. Hmm. Well, he walked on then and fucking tore it up because, yeah, he was a big deal in the league for like two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. So, yeah, he actually was a football player. So there you go. A little, little realism jumping out in the old movie here. And uh, I believe he might have been on an episode of the league. I'm not positive, though. I, I think so. I think I can confirm this. Really? Uh, OK. That, that was a great show, too. Have no clue what that show is. It's a fucking comedy show about a fantasy football league. Oh, okay. Basically. All right. Sounds like fun. Um, yes. And I, like I said, Terry Crews is in this scene. I mean, come on. We, I think we all know who Terry Crews is at this point. The guy is everywhere in every movie, all over everything. Talk about a guy. And he was a, he, he played too, right? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. I thought Terry Crews was a... Was a uh, I, think that, I thought he was the football player before he got into. Uh, mind you, he was in the uh, Longest Yard movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was. Okay. Let's see. However, while crew, he played with four teams, never played for the Browns and was a defensive lineman. Terry Crews. Okay. I don't know who he played yeah. for, though. Oh, shit. He's from Flint, Michigan. How about that? Hmm. I just looked it up. How about there you go? I, I I read through these at work today, and I'm like, I, I know I saw something about Terry Crews in this goddamn thing. <laughs> so there you go, Terry Crews. He's not Terry Tate. Yeah, I'm like, no. I said, like Terry Crews has done so many so many goddamn movies. He's funny. He can do a lot of different things. But uh, another guy who usually does a funny roles, kind of comedic, and not much comedy in this role at all. Not much to this role at all, but not much comedy at all either. So, Looks right. like he played for the Rams, the Chargers, and the Red Star, the football team. We don't call them that anymore. Sorry. <laughs> we don't call them that anymore. But, but, yeah, but you use past tense. So when he played for them, that was their names, Mark. <laughs> yes. He, he played for them. It was a different time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he played for the yes. We'll we'll just call uh, it. A, looks at it, chat Phantom. There you uh, go. Yep. <laughs> but we don't do racism on this show. That that's the show on Sundays. Now. That what? <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to tune in, guys. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's go ahead. PM. Let's go ahead and play this scene, Terry Crews. Now, again, we heard earlier in this movie. That you know he got into a little skirmish, as the guy said. Uh, but, but do you guys know know who that was that was saying that? Was that Deion Sanders? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yep. It was. I thought so. I saw his name in the credits, and I don't. I didn't remember seeing him, and then I'm like, oh, now I remember. That was him right there. He was saying the guy got into a little. That was another skirmish. thing that was kind of nice about the movies is everybody that was covering like the draft was actual NFL analysts at the time. 
Yeah, like right. Mel Kiper, he's a the big draft guru type guy. Uh, Deion Sanders, Chris Berman, we already mentioned. Rich Eisen's in there, I believe, too. Hmm. Okay. So everything is authentic for the most part. Yeah, that's good. They definitely uh, paid a bit to get all those pe- all those real <laughs> analysts and shit in there. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but I mean, they had you know the the logos. This movie had to have a. I'm gonna actually have to look up the budget of this movie while uh, while this next scene is playing. I usually do that, but I I didn't this time. But um, I'd assume they had a huge budget for this movie because you got a real. I mean, they were using the real logos. They were using, you know, a lot of authentic shit to make this. I mean, this movie was basically, I mean, the fucking com- that was the real commissioner, correct? Yeah, it was right. Yeah, Bell. yeah, yeah. I, I think just wonder if the like NFL like that. went handsies on it. Like, fuck it, this is good promotion for us. I was actually just about to say it's a movie about football that doesn't mention like CTE or beating women. I think they'd be all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes us look great. Okay, thank you, Luke Burke. Twenty-five million was the budget on this movie. Hmm. I'm. I I will bet probably a cool mil each just to use the logos. Just to use the logos in this movie. Oh man, they're ridiculous. The, The NFL. Think yeah. about it. No, they say it's going to cost them the ass to use anything NFL. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's funny you get these movies, and I mean, this is usually NFL, you know, football movies. They're either you know basically chick flicks or they're making fun of football. This is one of those movies that was actually trying to take it seriously. Right. So yeah, it was a very serious movie. With- some yeah. little bit of added drama to it. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So, but that's but, to be expected. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get this scene out of the way here with uh, Terry Crews and his son, Ray Jennings. And uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about that fight. Hey, Earl, you with your boy today? Yeah. You guys in the Big Apple? Listen, um, Sonny, it's none of my business who you draft today. All right. Ray will play for whoever wants it. But if you're thinking of picking him, I need you to know that I raised Ray right. Come on, Earl. I know, I know what the papers say. I'll have him explain it to you. What's going on, Mr. Weaver? First of all, I'm not in the game. You know, the guys that were with me, I grew up with them. I've known them since I was a kid. But the dudes we ran into, you know, they were, they were big dudes. And they, they came at us. What were we supposed to do, just stand there? Well, they say you whooped on that kid pretty good, right? He's still in the hospital. He's not a kid. None of them were. They were grown men. They should have known better, Mr. Weaver. Well, that's not the point. Did you hurt your hands? You need your hands, Ray. I know. I just lost my head. Did you find it? Yes, sir. Well, good. Now, hold on to it. You understand me? Yes, sir. Enjoy the day, Ray. You only get drafted once. So I appreciate that, Mr. Weaver. All right. That last line, enjoy the day, you only get drafted once. Mainly you only get drafted once is said probably three or four more times in this movie. So it's kind of one of those lines they were looking to drive home. Surprised we didn't see T-shirts with that on it. Then right. Was, like It should be on the cover somewhere with Costner. Big you only get drafted once. Big bumper sticker. Why has no one created that goddamn man? Why? <laughs> But uh, again, 
we're kind of getting just uh, introduced. I mean, my God, we're only 12 minutes into the movie. Um, but we're getting introduced to some characters here. And again, we're going to flow a little. This is, I mean, geez, oh, not even, not even an hour yet. I'm, we're fine. So <laughs> don't worry. We're going to flow a little more after uh, that. But um, so there's that. Now, again, we all know it's been kind of a rough go at it for old Sonny Weaver. People are not liking poor Sonny Weaver in this movie. Now he goes at this point. And we see him with the owner of the Cleveland Browns. Now, the owner in this um, this movie is played by, give me that guy's name, Frank Langella. Been in a ton of stuff. I'll tell you the truth. He's one of those guys that you recognize, but you don't recognize. Yeah. Like, you've seen him in a ton of stuff. I recognized him, but I can't figure out what he was. Yeah, you're like, I've seen him <laughs> in a bunch of things, but I can't figure out which things I've seen him in. Yeah, and uh, one of those small roles in the background. And by the way, we never see him in this movie without his sunglasses on. Never. I think even indoors. Yeah. yeah no, we never see him without his sunglasses on. He has a sunglasses. Yeah, he on. does. He has them on the entire movie, doesn't he? He really does. And that actually never just seen. that just struck me right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, he has them on every scene. But uh, this guy's been in a ton of stuff. I mean, let's see, he's got a hundred and two credits. To his name, uh, still acting. He's got uh, one movie in post-production, uh, Lampum Rising, and Martyr's Crossing, which is announced, which means he's probably filming it right now. So, there you Better go. about to. Born January 1st, 1938. Oh, motherfucker. Those... <laughs> Those are numbers you don't see very much anymore. So there you go. 1938. Guys, he's up there. 73. He's up there. But um, he goes and sees the owner. Tell the truth, I was going to play that scene, but I think that's, uh, let's flow past that scene. Because really what it is, is the owner basically threatens him. Yeah, make a splash. Make a splash. Yeah, they're walking around his, um, I guess, besides being an owner of a team, he also owns a water park. Uh, who doesn't want a water park? <laughs> Cheesy well, as shit. As he said, people pay a lot of money to get wet. Some people really do in many different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I suppose if you're like a scumbag piece of shit, owning a water park is a good way to go. Because like, you know, you already have a bunch of like half-dressed women as it is, and you're like, hey, I own this. <laughs> You've got one of those little things that's supposed to be a, like like that parking lot cop stand, but really you're just sitting up there spotting the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got to own something else besides that. Like you don't get fucking football franchise money off of a water park. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> you know, you're right. It's closed half the fucking year, wherever they are, right. especially in Ohio. Wait a minute. Are there water <laughs> parks in Ohio? <laughs> Is there water in Ohio? I think there may be. Um, I mean, they got Lake Erie right there, just uh, near Cleveland. But outside that, no, not really, not much. <laughs> have I ever been to? I think isn't that where Cedar Rapids is, Ohio? Yes, I've been to Cedar Rapids. No. Actually, Cedar when Point? I was in uh, Cedar Point, yes, yeah, yeah, Cedar Point's in Sandusky, Ohio. That's it's near yeah. Erie. That's where I went when I was in uh, Michigan with my when my buddy lived there at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's about a four-hour drive for me, I think. All right, all right. I don't. I think it might have been about a 
three-hour drive for us. I don't remember. (laughs) I I, I remember buying the (laughs) 12-pack. But I don't remember much of the ride there. I know it was freezing cold that day, and it wasn't supposed to be, and I had a short sleeve shirt on. I had to buy a fucking poncho. It started raining. I was shivering. Finally, we got a beer. I snuck on the uh, Ferris, or I got on the Ferris wheel and uh, decided to smoke a joint. (laughs) Yeah, Cedar Point in the rain or when it's cold is no fucking fun. It was awful. It was so fucking cold. But they had that little place there where you could go drink. Oh, shit. <clears throat> that was wrong. I don't know why I said four hours. I just looked at it. It's an hour and 52 minutes for me. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. But, you know, half four, half of four. It, it's it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah you know, <laughs> again, his boss not liking him. Uh, before this, he sees, you know, after he's getting gas and after he talks to Ray Jennings, he sees, a you know, in dirt on a window, fire sunny. He's a hated man in Cleveland. <clears throat> Yep. He's a hated man. Um, let's. Sparked. Yeah. Well, I mean, what can you say? Let's just go ahead and play this next scene. Well, I guess that's not going to go. Here we go. You are almost glad Coach Weaver isn't around to watch his son run this team into the ground. I mean, Tone, listen. This guy comes two years after supposedly saving San Francisco. And General manages us right to a losing season. Then you follow that up the next season by firing his own father. Coach Weaver, rest his soul. Tone, he was football. In- All right. And that's the one you were talking about right there, Chiefs. Yeah. I knew he I had was it. football. Like, there is no football in Cleveland. Stop. <laughs> Come on, it was invented right down the road. That's <laughs> what they said, at least. Uh, so Cleveland football is losing. Yeah, I mean, pretty shitty <laughs> that he that he fired his dad. That is pretty shitty. Um, yep. We do find out later in the movie it wasn't. I mean, he did do it, but but his, somebody else was. Yeah, his pushing him too. His reasoning was uh, was justified, I guess, in the movie. Now, I when we get to that scene, there's something that really pisses me off uh, on that scene, and we'll talk about that as we get there. Um, I'm sure Smark is happy to hear that something in the movie pisses me off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we can shit on this movie finally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cost that. Waiting to shit on this motherfucker. Um, sure. It's even hot. All right, so <laughs> right after Kevin Costner's character in this movie, Sonny Weaver, is told, "You better make a splash, make uh, get some people wet," is what he is what the guy was telling him. Um, I don't know why he wants him to pee on people, but <laughs> um, he decides to uh, make R. a splash. There you go. R. Kelly's got <laughs> R. Kelly has males now accusing him and I think he's in court for it this week. Jesus. Mm, let's anyway to uh let's just uh get into the next scene here which is uh this is it. This is how he decides to make a splash. Ah, I gotta keep looking there we go. Worth asking. So far no one's willing to overpay. Shit. I really thought I could get Sonny Weaver to buy it. I mean he just lost his old man and it Okay so the phone rings who do you think it is? It is Sonny Weaver. And just want you to hear the first two words out of the owner's mouth. Fleece him. Fleece him. 
Please. Take it all. Take it. Take it all, man. <laughs> wow, you've seen. <laughs> Was that a Great Balls of Fire reference? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, just coincidence. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. But uh, there you go. So here he is going to fleece him. Now, remember the first deal that he made him was two first rounders, a third rounder, and what else? Yeah. That was, uh, I think it was just that was the it. first rounder that year, the first rounder the next year, and the third rounder the year after. The year after. That was the first deal. And you know what? He says the deal right here, so we'll actually hear it. And here we go. Sonny, how can I help you? Okay, I'm ready to do this, Tom. Our next two number one picks, a third rounder for your pick today. Correction, your next three first round picks. Mm. What? You heard me. You want me to give you the Cleveland Browns first round picks for the next three years? That's right. Well, that's insane, Tom. That, that wasn't your offer. Well, I changed my offer. And we lived in a different world than we did a couple hours ago. I made you a fair offer, and you told me to enjoy my pancakes. You think I'm going to give you my next three number one picks? You're panicking, Sonny, and I intend to take advantage of that. I'm, I'm, I'm not panicking. Your next three <laughs> first-round picks, yes or no? All right. He intends to break it off in him, is what he said, basically. Well, if you remember in the first <laughs> phone call, he said, I would never take advantage of you. Uh, literally, a couple scenes later, I'm going to take advantage of you. <laughs> like, right. Uh, did you lie, you little contradicted motherfucker? Uh, so that's one thing <laughs> in this movie that actually pissed me off. Because literally, he said, I, you know, Sonny said, Sonny's like trying to take advantage of me. I would never do that. Oh, never say never. Right. Never say never, because look what you're doing I'm now. Never try to take advantage of you, just drink this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so he, you know, we do find out in just a minute, which, uh, let me, you know what, I think I might have that scene too. Let me delete that one. Let me go to this. I do actually where he's pulling up. And again, this is where the, the camera work, in my opinion, got really, really good. Um, I'm not going to ask Mark about it, because this is not his department, obviously. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so let's just play. It. I listen to movies. I don't watch them. Oh, that's <laughs> how it works. Funny you say that. I almost listened to the movie today while I was at work just for a refresher. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times. It doesn't. Pretty much every time our internet goes out, I pop this on in the background. So nice. here we go. Let's play it. We find out he does make the deal. And here we go. There we go. Fourth and forever. I'm talking fourth and like miles. Fourth down and 26 yards to go, okay? Everybody's dropped back deep. The safeties are halfway to Abilene thinking they got this thing iced. Everybody and their mother, hell, their grandmothers think it's going to be the deep ball, right? The long bomb, the Hail Mary. Instead, it's a toss out to my man Ray Jennings. And boom! He gets swallowed up by this huge, ugly nose tackle. Tahiha or Mahoha. One of those huge Samoan kids, right? And when he looks down, guess what he sees? Nothing, because Ray ain't there. You know where Ray is? He teleported six feet to the left, and he's off to the races. Every poor Sooner bastard on the field is soiling his pampers trying to get to him. What does Ray do? He brings it back, 
He cuts Shimmy, Shake and Bake, and hurdles over Kyle Danforth. All-American Kyle Danforth. And he's ghost. 67 yards, touchdown, ball game. I'm telling you guys, Ray's dad was a special player for the Browns, but this kid might be even better. Okay, quick question. Kyle Danforth a real player? I'm sorry, one more time? Is Kyle, uh, Dan- Kyle Danforth. Is that a real player? Doesn't ring any bells. Doesn't see any bells. It was college. I'm going to guess that that was a fictional character. I but never, I'll look it up real quick. I was going to do the same thing. Kyle Danforth. F- the oh. first result is a link to a college email for UC Denver. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was a real person. That's why I said, is it a real player? Well, well, well that's what I'm saying. That's an indicator that he is not, in fact, a real person. Oh, wait. Well, sort of, in the sense that he exists. Is that a real player? Wait, <laughs> type in Kyle Danforth uh, football, and there's a high school player named that actually is... <laughs> Oh wait! All oh okay. That's that's a YouTube video from this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see something here. This. Wait a minute. This kid's from Princeton, Texas. Actually, he's from where I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high school player Kyle Danforth, um, and they actually do say that he wasn't all American. So I guess there was a little truth to it. Uh, there's so many people in this world, you got to figure that they, even if they made it up, it was going to be something, someone of that name that probably played football yeah, somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Now, because oddly enough, uh, I searched Cal Danforth football and it brought up a kid from Aurora High School in Aurora, Missouri, graduated in 2015. Uh, all right. There was that. He was okay. a running back and an outside linebacker. He only rushed for 49 yards, but he had 63 tackles. So apparently it was bigger on the defensive side. Yeah. See, I'm getting the same person. So I'm assuming we use the same search engines. Google on the phone. Nah, <laughs> there you go. I was using DuckDuckGo. So. Oh, look at you, Mr. Privacy. That's yeah. right. I, I, Could I, be a regional thing, too. Can't use Google. Google sucks. Google does suck. Fuck Google. Yeah. You don't know how many times I've been locked out of my fucking Google account and trying to get on YouTube. I've created like eight different YouTube accounts. I forget the password every time. It's infuriating. Well, that might be your fault. Uh- <laughs> well, it's absolutely my fault, but still. <laughs> Well, at least you know where to place the blame, Smart. Um, and again, there we meet Dennis Leary. Uh, I've always pretty much been a big Dennis Leary fan. I was actually a fan of his, of his comedy back in the day. Um, he's got, I, I, I loved Don't Here for Cancer and Lock and Load. You know, believe it or not, he's got a decent amount of credits on his uh, as an actor. He's got 74 credits as an actor. Um, again, uh, he's been in a ton of movies. Obviously, one of the voices in Ice Age. He was uh, Diego in Ice Age, so that was a, a big thing for him. But been around. Yeah, yeah, there's a Rescue Me show on mm-hmm. FX or whatever it was too for years. Yeah, and again, he was in Judgment Night. One of the one of we that was one of them. We actually, uh, me and Anthony, did review that one over there. So that's a little something you can see. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorites, Suicide Kings. Yes. Oh. He didn't have a big role in it, but yeah, that was a good movie. No, he didn't have a big role, but uh, he, well, the, a little more in the end. But uh, actually, you know what? It was what? a decent role because every time they went to the car, it was him and the other guy talking. Um, I liked him in The Ref with Kevin Spacey. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah, but 
Man, Suicide Kings. That's one. I've got to do that one eventually. I'll get to it. Don't worry. That's such a good movie. Anything with Christopher Walken. Come on. And Jay Moore. Yes. Jay Moore is an underrated actor, in my opinion. Jay Moore is <laughs> a little underrated. I, I like Jay Moore. I enjoy how silence was the Devourer's boss. I think that answers my question right there. Maybe we should just move on a little bit. And... Uh, <laughs> Go a little bit more. Like I said, we do find out he does make the um, make that trade. I'm not going to play a bunch of this scene. I'll play just a little bit of it where he basically announces the that he got the first pick and what he gave up to get it because we have not heard, you know, what we know what he gave up, but here we go. Morning, Sonny. Morning, sorry. Morning, Sonny. Hey, Sonny, guys. Just telling Jelly Donut and the guys here my favorite Ray Jennings story because... They're telling me we have not yet decided. Yeah, and don't look up je- Jelly Donut in the credits because there isn't one. Okay, I'll just let you know that. I mean, we're not no seriously love for the Jelly Donut. Else, None. Right? Uh, what are you doing, Sonny? Just made a trade with the Seahawks. Four? The number one pick. Oh! oh! appears that way. Al, are you here? Yes. Is this going to screw us up with a salary cap? Moving from seven to one. It's about another million and a half we weren't anticipating for this year. Maybe an extra five and a half million in signing bonus. We have that? We can make it work. Let me get into it. Yeah, I think he wants to get into her. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, and again, there's still, you can kind of hear the tension between the two of them. Um, you know, a little bit there, no one's really supposed to know they're, they're fucking, but they do, but they don't, but they do, you know how it goes. Um, so they, I like how in that scene, Dennis Larry is clearly no idiot. Everybody's happy and celebrating the whole time he's sitting there. It's like, yeah, the fuck did you just do? Yeah. (laughs) There's another... This isn't going to be good. <laughs> no, and Dennis Leary is kind of a dick in this movie. I mean, he, he really is. This coach is an asshole throughout this whole movie, especially in one scene, which we'll get to. We'll, uh, we'll complain about uh, the coach. I'm not complaining about Dennis Leary. The coach, though, we'll, com- we'll, we'll probably all yeah. touch about this. So we go from there, um, and Costner decides to give old... Uh, actually, he... he Goes to his office. There's a new intern there. And he gets pissed at that. But he gets a call from an agent. And the agent, it's Puff Daddy. It's Puff Daddy. Yeah, I got yeah, me. The first yeah. time I saw this movie, I was like, wow. Puff Daddy in this goddamn movie. Which makes, <laughs> actually makes perfect sense. Because like if you think of an agent, like who better to play the role of a person who profits off of people more talented than them without doing any actual work themselves. <laughs> they really Dude. missed it. They really missed a chance to have Tom Cruise come back as Jerry Maguire in this movie. I'm telling you right now. Mark <laughs> <laughs> does make a really good point though. Yeah, he does. He does. But I'm, I'm just telling you, they missed a golden opportunity with this. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. So he does, he makes the call and this is where we also, not only do we meet, Puffy's character in this, which is uh, Chris Chris Crawford, I think is the name. But we also meet Bo Callahan in this movie too. 
Uh, he's the quarterback that everyone's trying to get. That's supposed to be the the you know the the number one uh, guy, the number one pick. What would you call him? The come on, yeah, sport. come on, sports guys. Number one top prospect, whatever you want to look at. Top it, franchise player, franchise blue chipper, blue chip, blue chipper. That's another, <clears throat> another good sports movie, Blue Chips. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Nick Nolte in that movie. How can you not love? Yeah. Him? Nick Nolte's in that movie. Larry Bird is in that goddamn movie. Some uh, for a minute. Um, I say, wasn't that the one with Nick Nolte and like fucking Shaq or something? Shaq is in that movie. Yep, yep, yep. Shaq's in that movie. That's a that's a that's that's one of them in my, in my little collection. One of my cable. Wasn't there one with like Dennis Rodman and John Claude Van Damme or something? <laughs> yes, that was um, double double not double team. Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dennis Rodman did that, and Dennis Rodman did a movie with Dane Cook. The Double Jeopardy was a fucking Ashley. It Judd was. Film. It wasn't Double Jeopardy. <laughs> D- double Impact. <sighs> double Impact. Okay. And you know what? I, wait a minute. <laughs> I got. Why do I think Double Impact is the movie where? Uh, hold on. <laughs> double hold Impact on. sounds like a porn. No, I think <laughs> actor and double team. Why do I? Th- Rodman. John Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman. It probably was double team. Yeah, it was double team. It was double team. Double impact is where John Claude Van Damme played his own twin. And Simon says with Dane Cook. Simon says. And you know who else was in that movie? John Panette. What a great comedian. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to fight my urge to just read off his entire IMDb. So somebody keep talking. Anyway. Uh, so what we get here is now we're going to meet Puffy and Bo Callahan, who Bo Callahan was played by, I'm trying to find the guy's name. We already talked about Rod. He was in Baywatch. I can't believe that. Who? Dennis Rodman. He plays himself, I guess. He was, it says uncredited. Really? <laughs> just did like one random episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? he just showed up just long enough to fuck Carmel Electra and then leave. <laughs> yep. There you go. Uh, um, That's how he made his way on there. It's an interesting little factor in there, however you want to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, here's something interesting. Bo Callahan is played by a gentleman named Josh Pence. <laughs> we'll, just la- we'll just laugh here. at that in inside joke. Um, <laughs> in, 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 inside joke laughter. Um, so there you go. There you go right there. We do meet them, and let's go ahead and play that scene now. My favorite super agent. Well, I'm living a dream, Sonny Wee. Dreaming of a magical wonderland called Cleveland, where my golden arm quarterback is going to make all your dreams come true. Yeah, how is my favorite Badger? Well, he's doing great. He's excited. You know Bo loves Coach Penn. He loves the dog pound. And did I mention that Bo loves playing in the cold weather? Because Bo loves playing in the cold weather. We both know it's cold in Cleveland. I'd love to talk with him, Chris. He's right here. Hold on. How are you, Mr. Weaver? I'm doing fine. How are you, son? Excited? Well, of course I am. It's an exciting day. I can't lie. Good, good. We'll try and enjoy this part of it if you can. You only, uh, only get drafted once. There it Thank is again. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Got a question for you, Bo. Anything, Mr. Weaver. Fire away. How important is winning to you? Excuse me? 
Well, I've seen all the tape on you and talked to everyone that matters, but that's the thing I still don't know. How? Well, winning is everything, sir. Everyone says that, Bo. I suppose they do, sir. Look, I don't know what else to tell you. Winning is the only thing that matters to me. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'd like to offer my condolences for your father. Thanks, Bo. Thanks for saying that. Thank Chris for me. Talk to you later, pal. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Reaver. I look forward to meeting you, sir. All right. Now, <laughs> in case you forgot, your dad died again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Not your dad. That was bad. That was bad. I'm going to leave that in. Uh, <laughs> that ain't going nowhere. Um, now, one thing we did forget to mention earlier in the movie as him and um as jennifer gardner was telling him he didn't say the right things for being a father he wrote something on a really bright green post-it note now we don't know what that is yet and he put it in his pocket um do want to mention that because we actually forgot to mention that now obviously what they're doing here is while he's talking to bo callahan they're digging into him and i mean digging into his fucking life every little thing um so as they're doing this, we, we do see a little progression of that. But this is what, obviously, this is what um, Kevin Costner's character is feeling in this movie. Pressure from everybody to all Coach Penn wants is a running back. You know, uh, it's just all over the place, basically. But luckily, we've got the strength coach to listen to here. And again... Their quarterback, I don't think we actually, I don't think I played enough of that scene. Their quarterback, Brian Drew, earlier uh, did some damage to the guy's office. I can't remember if that happened yet or not in this movie. I've seen this movie long enough I should know, but I don't think it has. Probably not. I don't think the word's gotten around yet enough. Right. That's what it was. Word hasn't gotten around not enough. But we do see the strength coach. Now, again, he's contemplating whether or not to do this. Now, again, we know he's digging into this kid's life. So here we go. Let's go ahead and roll this scene. Tony Bagel, how's my favorite strength coach? Oh, hey, boss, boss. Damn, was a lot of weight. No, what about him? He came in here yesterday, did a little workout. Guess how much he squatted. He's not supposed to be squatting. 400. Four bills. I know. And what's even more impressive is his arm. Star wide receiver Andre Bell has been telling me about those secret workouts they've been doing together all winter. You know about those? Yeah. Yeah, well, Andre thinks Brian can throw a good 15 yards deeper now. I didn't believe it until I saw what he benched. What did he bench? He benched 250 25 times. Just boom, boom. Translation Brian Drew's in the best shape of his life. Work. Yeah. Boy, come on. Pop it. Mm. Snap it up. Yeah. Okay. Got what's with the ass slapping? Yeah, real gay sounding there at the end. <laughs> what is with the ass slapping? Pop it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> who, who, oh, I think yeah. it was an old Adam Sandler album where he was doing is yep. this is this gym sounds 
We or use people that having clip sex. On the show sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, that was him. I mean, seriously, it's not much different. What is with the ass slapping? Come on, guys. Talk, I, I, would, I don't know. I played baseball for years and was only the, the recipient of that once, and thank God it didn't happen again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> only one time. Hey, 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 hey. No, 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 no. no. All right. You're only molested once. That's awesome. Smart. Yeah. Uh, anyone ever molest you in the gym or uh, sports teams? I mean, to be fair, it was a teammate, not the coach, so it wasn't like any <laughs> inappropriate age thing. <laughs> Good play oh. out there. Uh, we're in the showers at the moment. This all right. So, uh, all right. I was so going to say, no. I, well, I was going to say, in reference to your question, let's just say that we've all been to summer camp before and move on. All right. <laughs> Good thing for cheese. We can knock one charge off of that one. Um, that's a good thing right there. <laughs> okay. In this case, it's kind of a role reversal, but we won't say any more about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this show is taking a turn. Um, how did draft day get here? <laughs> I have no clue. Oh, by the way, if anybody's wondering, they actually did say the, the words draft day in the movie. So if you're one of those people that like when they say the title of the movie, in the movie. there was, there was, there we go. <laughs> Dude, it's like when they say your city name at a concert. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Hello, Cleveland. <laughs> this is Detroit, dicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, our truth used to do that all the time. <laughs> but it was purposely, purposely <laughs> at least at that point. Um, all right. So, again, they're digging into his life, right? Old Bo Callahan's life, because that's supposed to be, once again, as you guys said, the, the top prospect. I like that one. Um, they're digging into his life here. And at this point, Sonny walks in, and they're just talking about girls he banged. Now he has a website dedicated to the girls he's banging, and that's about it. And Sonny is not a happy camper. And he basically tells him, I'm trying real hard not to lose my shit on all of you. But it's not easy. So I think I start after yeah. that. <clears throat> I think I start up right after that. Trying. Yeah, yeah, trying not to. But here we go. I think I start right after that little saying. Or it might be right there. Who knows? Let's, uh, let's find out. Nobody's perfect. Okay. Everybody has something, even the great ones. Right? He said that Montana was too small, that he'd get hurt, he'd get banged up. But that, that didn't seem to matter, did it? A lot of people said that Elway was too strong, that he threw too hard. Didn't have touch, but that didn't seem to matter either, did it? And pretty much everyone agreed that Peyton didn't have the arm strength, that he couldn't throw deep, but somehow none of it seemed to matter. You get where I'm going here, guys? We need to find out what Bo Callahan's something is and figure out if it matters or not, right? Figure out if it's something we can live with. All right, we're on to Sonny. All right, Sonny. So, obviously, I got a couple questions here, guys. Either one of you, both of you, whichever. Was that said about all those players? Oh, yeah. When there's always there's criticism of every player that's ever been drafted. Of course. There's always, somebody's always got something to say. Sure. Well, and it, some of them catch, and, you know, multiple people will say it then. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's, there's criticism about every player out there. You can find it if you look for it. It's but, not hard. But were those the main criticisms on those guys? Um, yeah, I believe so, actually. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit interesting because they mentioned Peyton Manning and the fun fact, the clip that they were showing was from the only Super Bowl that's ever been canceled uh, because there was some really bad weather in Miami. So after the Bears took a 10-0 lead on the Colts in that game, they canceled the Super Bowl because of the weather. Um, but they mentioned Peyton Manning. And like the later on, they show high film from uh, Callahan where he got sacked and then just immediately like threw a terrible pass. And like the knack on him was that he didn't have sort of the mental strength to be a quarterback. Like that was kind of Peyton Manning's thing. That motherfucker was easy to fluster. Yes, he did win a Super Bowl, well, two sort of, but he was he was easy to get in that motherfucker's head from what I could see. Hmm. Interesting. So this is why I got y'all on. I know nothing about this stuff, and you guys just are saving me so much time doing research on this movie. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Don't help. I mean, <laughs> literally, instead of watching SmackDown tonight, I took a nap. Uh, okay. <laughs> I took a nap. That's what the mm-hmm. fuck I did. I don't. I, I got just really tired. I got out of work early today, and uh, came home and started drinking. Uh, okay. <laughs> So, uh, got a little nap in. I'm kind of sobered up a little bit. Took a shower, and uh, you know, <laughs> just sat around watching a little. I restarted NYPD Blue. I'm already on season seven. So, yeah, my kids started school this week, so I'm getting used to getting up early. And I didn't have to today. Well, at least not real early, but still, I was up at seven. Then at working by eleven, got out at ten, came straight here, and got hooked up for this. You work at you were at work at eleven and got out at ten. Yeah, it was an eleven hour shift today, and I'll be back at eleven, working till ten tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, the fact you don't have to get up that early is fine, but I mean, I'm up at five thirty every morning, five days a week. Yeah. So, but I have an hour drive to work. I have my kids on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning, so I have to be up at six to get them up and ready for school. Well, I would love that. Baby. <laughs> I would love that 30 minutes, God damn it! <laughs> but like I said, I have an yeah. hour ride to work, though, so that's a little different. How, how far how far are you from well, work? I got about a 40 minute drive All right. to and from. All right, so you're you're honestly my, my trip's yeah. 50 minutes, so you're you're only 10 minutes shorter than I got. So you, you got a nice little jaunt to work. Yeah, but I mean, I drive all day at work, so I'm used to it anyway. <laughs> Don't bother me. Mm. I've done that many, like, like I said, I've been there, man. I uh, drove a box truck for a long time, and it seems like I always get thrown back into doing it. I was bitching to Smart a couple of months ago about fucking driving too goddamn much. <laughs> yes, because the uh, original driver got COVID. Mm-hmm. That selfish asshole. <laughs> yeah, and then his dad died from COVID. That self-centered asshole. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> obviously, this is joking. Calm the fuck down. Chill out. Anyway, by the way, that 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 he the, the guy's vaccinated. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Sonny does eventually decide to call Tom Michaels back, the Seahawks guy, and kind of asks him, "Why did you make the deal?" Now, while he's asking him this, uh, a crowd has formed outside of his office. And they literally have one of those dolls that looks like him. They're hanging kind of like with the old, you know, kind of like an old pep rally when the football team puts the, the, the rival team up there and burns it or chops it. I mean, this is Texas. They'd shoot it with a shotgun here. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> Smark agrees, obviously. Um, well, I was going to say they'll fuck it first and then they'll shoot it. But it was more of a relation to, I think that's an effigy that they've made. I wanted to make sure that I got the term right. And I think it's a term. Yeah, it's the right term. All right. Yep. It was indeed an effigy. Oh, fuck. Right. an effigy. So the movie that sounds a bit like a slur now that I think about it. Burn that fucking <laughs> the fuck did you just call me? Right. Yeah, I ain't no refugee. What? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Right no, I said F U G. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's that's fine. Uh, all right. So we'll get back to this. So after he makes that call, now he's also. Uh, he, being Kevin Costner's character, Sonny Weaver, is also taking Allie during this movie and bringing her into the, looks like the, kind of the janitor's closet, but I mean, there's a phone in there, and I think, I think there's a bar around the corner. I mean, Jesus Christ, this place is fucking beautiful, <laughs> man. Um, Probably still a janitor's closet. Which is like kind of a fucking, like if you're trying to keep your inter-office affair a secret, which they are at this point in the movie... Fucking taking her into a closet repeatedly, really big of a tip off there. You're, you're not, you're yeah. not doing a good job being subtle. Yeah, you're really not. not. You're really not. No, no, not at all. It's no surprise that you just got fleeced for three number one picks if you think you're mm. keeping your relationship under wraps in the janitor's closet. Well, he he does say he's been stepping on his dick all day. I mean, he admits <laughs> he's fucked up most of the day. We'll get to that scene a little later, but he does admit it. It's good for him. I mean, I know. I mean, if I. Could... All right, let's just keep moving. Forget it. We know we know where I was going. We all know where I was going. It, you know, we don't need to talk about it. Uh, so anyway, we go there, and um, so this new intern kid decides to knock on the door. I, by the way, I really like this kid. I love this character in this movie. He really, he was, <laughs> he was the comedy, the, the the comic relief that we needed in this movie. In my opinion, you needed a little here and there. This movie was going like so seriously. And then this intern kid comes in, which I don't think I have his name up here, which I I apologize for. But this guy was no, uh, nah, I mean, he is, but he isn't. Um, this guy was definitely the comic relief in the movie. Every now and then he'd tell a little joke and, you know, be awkward or whatever. He was a little nerdy kid. But um I I like this character in this movie. I think it was just kind of the, just kind of a, a refreshing character to have. I don't know. Good writing. What do you want to say? All right. Uh, all right. So he comes in though, and he knocks on the door, and he pulls him out. And I think this is, and this actually is where we hear what is going on. And here we go. Drop. I I can come back. I'm gonna come back. What do you need, Rick? Uh. Brian Drew just trashed your office. Paper's flying. What? I told him you were busy, and he told me to uh, have intercourse with my mother, which <laughs> she passed away, so I, could, I, I didn't tell him that. Anyway, he got really mad and started throwing stuff around, and then he said he was going to go down to the locker room. After all that rehab, you're just going to quit? Okay. So there you go. This, this is the strength coach. I guess luckily that he didn't smack... <laughs> You know, this guy on the ass. Uh, 
The camera. I don't <laughs> they told me to self procreate and perish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love. He's like, oh, I mean, she, my mother has. That, I mean, I didn't say that, but anyway. Um, okay, so like, why did you even bring that up, dude? I mean, again, he was good comedy relief for the movie because there wasn't many funny parts in this movie. It really wasn't. It's just, it's not a comedy. It was a sports drama, I guess you could call this. Turns out it was, it's kind of a sports love story, this movie. If you really think about the the beginning and the end, it really is kind of a sports love story. So it happens when you add Costner into it. Well, by Smart's <laughs> little, mm-hmm, I think that might be a little bone of contention with him right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, he's dodging the question. I guess it's got no place in my goddamn draft movie. That's right. <laughs> There's no time for love with sports. Uh turn this into a fucking rom-com with this this shit uh now i will say this is a long i'm not gonna play this whole scene it's a long scene it really is play a little bit of it just to kind of get a gist of it again they're all you know oh you know what i accidentally just passed that scene so you know what let's just skip that scene basically (laughs) fuck it no i mean we're not gonna we will talk about it basically i know i know what goes on in it and you guys do too he's down there and like the coach was, you know, Brian Drew was down there and uh, the strength coach was saying, what are you, you're just going to quit? And he tells, you know, Sonny, just trade me. And they gave this little back and forth. They go back and forth. It, it actually is kind of a nice moment between them at the end. Again, this is where Costner's trying to be an asshole, but he's still being incredibly respectful while being a respectful asshole, if that's possible. But... That's what he's doing. He's trying to be a respectful asshole in this in that scene right there. But as we said, they're digging through this guy's life. And they're going and they're doing it. Now, this poor guy that uh, he's about to talk to is uh, in this movie. I think his name is Marty in this movie. Let me drop down a little bit. This guy's in some good movies too, by the way. This guy has done a ton of movies and unfortunately, his name is Kevin Dunn. Oh, I'm assuming. Dun, dun, dun. I'm He's assuming he. I think he gets con- confused with that uh, with that with that other buck tooth <laughs> bastard a little bit. But this, I, I gotta tell you, poor guy just gets like accosted by rednecks all the time <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't know why. Now I gotta tell you, this is another one of those guys. You're like, I know him, but he's never been like this. He's never been a main character in pretty much any movie he's ever been in. Meanwhile, this guy's got 130 credits to his name. (laughs) I mean, he's done a ton of movies, TV. You see this guy all over the place, but he's never been a main character. Been acting since 1986. Um, Oh, my God. He was in an episode of Sonny Spoon. Y'all don't remember that one, do you? Absolutely not. Uh, it was in Mississippi Burning, uh, the original 21 Jump Street, L.A. Law, Family Ties, Ghostbusters 2. He was only in there for a minute and uncredited in that movie. Uh, Blue Steel. Uh, oh, he yeah, was yeah, in that yeah. movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. Marked for Death. Well, Steven Seagal. Come on, guys. No? <clears throat> I'm trying to find yeah, one that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm a, I'm a Stir- action. 
Stir of Echoes. I know him in that one. Mm -hmm. Hot Shots with Charlie Sheen. He's he's in that movie. So, I mean, we could literally just keep going. I mean, Nixon. My God, he was on Arsenio a ton of times. This is the TV series. Um, Just been in a ton of Snake Eyes with... Uh, what's his name? Nicholas oh, yeah. Cage. Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. And Gary Sinise. And uh, Gary Sinise. Awesome dude right there. Uh, Gridiron Gang. That's right. He was in Gridiron Gang with The Rock. Another I've movie. I've seen Small Soldiers, but I don't remember a damn thing about it. And he was... Uh, he was the dad. And he was the dad in uh, Transformers. Of, uh, oh, yeah. Of uh, WitWiki. He was the father there of uh, Sam. So, done a ton of things, though. This guy's been in so many goddamn movies. Just doesn't get enough credit. Just not a guy you're like, I've seen him in so many movies, but he's just never been that main character, that guy. But he's pretty awesome. And he's kind of their, uh, what would you call this guy, the dirt digger? Yes. Well, yeah, that was another That was another thing that like kind of upset me. It was this, this, this guy, because he's... He's giving the scouting report to Kevin Costner's character. He's like, yeah, he seems like he's a really good player and, you know, he's really talented and all this. And Kevin Costner's character goes, but. And he goes, how did you know there was going to be a but? And Kevin Costner goes, because you're an original son of a bitch. And I'm like, man, dude's just trying to do his job. Like, what did he do to you? Like, they you haven't established that this guy's an asshole. Like, he, like, you came to him and he did his job for you and you insulted the man. <laughs> well... Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Smart. Guess what the next clip is? After he goes in and he tells him all the great stuff about Bo, I've got it started right there, where he says that exact line that you were just talking about. Here we go. Well, you know, he threw a football better than anybody in the great states of Washington or Wisconsin. But. How do you know there's a but? Because you're an unoriginal bastard, Ralph. <laughs> so go on. But. But during his final year at Wisconsin... He had a big dinner for his 21st birthday at some restaurant. Locals find out who the dinner's for and they start filing in. Things get out of control. Manager called the cops and somebody broke in his office and stole some money. Now, of course, none of this is Bo's fault. Of course. But? But the cops came and they took everybody's name regardless. It's a few hundred people. Standard operating procedure. But? Ask me who wasn't there. Who wasn't there, Ralph? Any of his teammates. None of his teammates came to the poor guy's birthday party, Sonny. All right, so this, in my opinion, in this movie, is kind of the part where Sonny starts questioning his Bo Callahan's character in this movie. It's where they really start telegraphing the ending. <laughs> yes. I do agree with that. <laughs> Again, this is where, like I said, it was glaringly ob you know, obvious right here that this is where the character is going to come into question. Yeah. And, I mean, even... Gotta look into it. Yeah, I mean, well, even going back to the when he said, you know, the first question he asked him was, how, you know, how important is winning to you? I mean, do you guys think that was the right answer? Winning is everything. It doesn't matter. You know, basically, I'll... I'll no matter what I want to win, is that the right answer or would it be winning is second behind taking care of my team? I don't know. They're, they all seem so fucking cliche. And... <laughs> right. 
Like, it's entirely plausible that they would ask you that question, and then it's entirely plausible that, like, they would be mad that you gave their generic question a generic answer. <laughs> right. Well, and uh, well, yeah, but I mean, and that's one of the, that's like when you're at a job and everybody's like, tell me about you. You're like, oh, why did you ask me that? I don't know anything <laughs> about me. I'm um, a stoner. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have smoked on the way here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know that feeling. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. this is where the whole, and you're right, you do get a bunch of, I mean, there's really no right answer for that, in my opinion, for that first question. Right. But this story here, I, it's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like ridiculous. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, how did you even find out about this? I mean, are you digging through a fucking police reports or something? How, or did you hear? I don't know. It's just a weird thing. <laughs> but uh, Who's this private detective? <laughs> well, what he decides to do is call the coach, and the coach is Mr. Badass Motherfucker himself, Sam Elliott. Yes. I I, I, I always like Sam Elliott. I mean, come on. we go. I mean, me and Sam go back to the Roadhouse days. He had his back to the camera, and you could still see his mustache. (laughs) (laughs) He does have one of the most iconic mustaches in the biz. In the biz. goddamn Sam Elliott. (laughs) Which which is great, because I don't know if you're planning on playing this clip, but he delivers what is probably my favorite line in the movie, because he's like, yeah, nobody came to his birthday party, and the coach just goes, you didn't come to his birthday party. you kidding me with this? (laughs) I am okay, gonna. I am playing the the clips because it's fucking Sam Elliott, dude. Mm-hmm. Sam Elliott's a I bad like how motherfucker. He's dismissing the plot point as a character in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so that's what he was actually saying. Like while he was doing, he's like, "Are you kidding me with like this is the storyline? <laughs> <laughs> this is what the shit you're giving us in this fucking movie? Yeah, uh, okay. the script is terrible. <laughs> this is what the fuck my lines are." <laughs> All right. Well, let's play it since we've uh, introduced this scene so well. Uh, here we go. Hey, Coach, Sonny Weaver. Oh, you're about to be a very happy man. Oh, Callahan's some of my finest work. What can you tell me about him? I can tell you what I just told you is some of my finest work. Uh, again, you got the side by side. Okay. I, I got to deposit there. I got to just one more time. Praise the film work in this. We got the side-by-side, right? Sam Elliott's got the phone up to his left ear. And he literally, once again, his elbow is in the exact scene that Kevin Costner is in. Yeah, it's like another one of those overlapping side-by-sides. I don't know why I like it. Uh, it it's just something that caught my attention. Like One of the first times I watched this movie, I was like, that's pretty fucking cool right there. So, anyway, let's go. Yeah. Anything else? You have the tapes. He's the real deal, Sonny. Don't overthink this like your dad would have. No offense. <laughs> Look, I love both. Hey, your dad's dad. My coaches uh-huh. love him. Mm-hmm. The cheerleaders love him. The fans love him. Everyone loves him. Then how come none of his teammates went to his birthday party? Are you kidding me with this? There you go. <laughs> Seems relevant. You want to tear this kid down or what? No, I just like your take on it. 
find it odd that nobody on the team was at their teammate's 21st birthday party. I don't know, Sonny. What do you think's more plausible? That nobody on an 85-person squad attended a party thrown by the captain? Or could it be that when the cops got to the place and realized that my boys had done nothing wrong, decided not to take down any of the players' names because they didn't want to jam up a bunch of good kids for doing nothing? No, wait, wait a minute. Well, your theory seems right. Bo Callahan. Bo Callahan hasn't got any friends. Good luck with the draft today. Come on, you guys, you're looking pathetic. Like, I immediately just turns around and takes out the team. Like, he just turns around and <laughs> kicks the dog, basically. God damn it, get to work, motherfuckers. Has it looked at him and suck. didn't look at him for over a minute and a half, and now he's like, God damn it, you guys fucking suck. <laughs> Bunch of fucking women out here. Mustache, Bunch of women out here. God damn it. <laughs> no one could have delivered. This is Mark. You're 100% correct. No one could have delivered that line any better than Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the truth. No one could have played that part any better than fucking Sam Elliott. <laughs> you could say that about a lot of parts. Oh, he's just a bad motherfucker, man. I, I've always been a, a fan of his. Like I said, Back in the Roadhouse days, him and Patrick Swayze kicking ass. Of course, kind of enjoy how he takes house. pleasure in the fact that the guy's dad's dead. Yeah. Well, don't overthink it like you're dead, dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a little bit of a shitty line. Uh, <laughs> don't overthink it though, like your dad would. You know, no offense, he's dead. You know, All right. yeah. <laughs> a few days ago, lost a man. <laughs> Just to remind you one more time. I don't think he's thinking of much these days. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think his explanation for the uh for why the, the, the names weren't there was way more plausible. Very plausible. Way more plausible. <laughs> I think that's actually probably more what happened. And uh there you go. So Right, because even if he's a total dick, there's gotta be somebody else on the team that's also a dick that <laughs> right. would find like kinmanship in him. It's a college football team. There's plenty of dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they're there. Uh gotta be plenty of them. Just to, just, just just statistically, it's gotta be right. So all right. statistically a few of them guilty of date rape. <laughs> Statistically, my running back punched a woman in the face, and you're asking me about a birthday party. <laughs> okay, oh, look at an elevator anymore. Right, well, <laughs> <laughs> he went up a floor, she went down a floor. <laughs> oh my God. All right, speaking of, uh, I don't even know from here. Um, okay. We do see this pumpkin-headed fan. Now, is this a real fan, guys? Anyone know this pumpkin-head fan? I'm going to do a quick search. It's not a commonly known thing. It might be like a thing amongst more hardcore Cleveland Browns fans. Yeah, a lot of teams have like their local hardcore family. I mean, they got the dog pound, but that's kind of like a section. Uh Right. Yeah, there's like a fireman Ed for the Jets, and there's just other assorted people throughout the NFL. They have like their super fans. Mm. Assorted. Yeah, the, uh, All right. the Packers have a guy named St. Vincent. Okay. Real. Okay. I mean, they're certain 
images do show up when I type in Pumpkinhead Cleveland Brown. So probably from this movie. Uh, okay. Yeah. Who is Brown's super fan Pumpkinhead? So yeah, mm-hmm. real thing. Okay. There you go. All right. That was just a quick question because right after that, guys. <laughs> His name is Ray Showdog Prisby. <laughs> Do you want a link to his Twitter account? No. I had no. to get, put that name out there just because it's so fucking ridiculous. Showdog. S-H-O-W-D-A-W-G. Of course. All, all one word. I hope he regrets a lot of things in his life. Dude, why you fucking <laughs> posted his Twitter, you fucking prick? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wasn't paying attention when you gave your answer. It was yes. Right? <laughs> it was whatever the fuck you want to do, Smart. I don't care. It's fine, man. It's, fine. <laughs> it's just fine, man. Just, just, just do what you got to do. Anyway, we do actually see the Buffalo Bills in this movie, and right now he gets a phone call from the Buffalo Bills, uh, making him a deal, trying to get that first pick, but. Uh, Right after the deal, he hangs up the phone and he has this look of anger on his face. Now, I didn't know why when I first saw this movie, but we do get told why right now. Um, And we can skip to that. Here we go. Oh, volume would help, wouldn't it? I just got off the phone with Max Stone. Yeah? Yeah. Everything's in Buffalo. Well, I guess you didn't ask him then when you called him behind my back. Max is an old friend of mine. He calls me up to congratulate us on the Callahan thing, and I express my opinions on the matter. He call you or you call him? Such a crazy day. Who remembers? Yeah, well, how about try and remember this? I can, and I will fire your ass. Then do it, Sonny. You actually think I'm going to give up Bo Callahan for Taylor and Castile? Hmm? Maurice, Castile... And draft picks. Okay, don't forget the draft picks, Sonny. You do remember what those are, right? All right. Look, it's... On the surface, it's not a terrible trade, but why Why do you think we need to do this Because now? you burned up any currency this team had this morning. Now you have the opportunity to build it back up. And I don't know what your problem is with Maurice. He's a beast. Looks like Tarzan plays like James. Your opinion. He plays in my He system. doesn't block. I don't need him to block. I need him to run, which he does like a bat out of hell, which takes the pressure off my offense. Okay, I got 52 Tarzans in that locker room. I could use a Jane. Okay. Are either one of those guys real players? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe so. They don't sound familiar at all, so I would say no. Especially now that they're being yeah, no, I mean, you don't offered in a trade yeah. for the first pick. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't think you're going to let them shit oh. on actual players. <laughs> yeah. My problem with that is, like, if... This was a real life situation, and somebody just gave up that much to get that first number one pick. They wouldn't even fucking listen to what anybody else has to offer. <laughs> like, hey, let me offer. Nope, fuck off. Hang well, up. Well, I mean, he said he was intrigued, which is you know basically all he said. So uh, <clears throat> they gave him thirty minutes. Uh, he asked for an hour. <laughs> they said, "We'll give you half that." It's like, oh, fucking little Napoleon syndrome, little motherfucker. We'll give you half that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they just they put over in the movie that there's like three hours left until the draft. He's like, well, let's get, take away a third of that. <laughs> like, no, motherfucker, we got things we got to do. <laughs> we don't have time for you to fuck your wife in the broom closet. Like, hurry up. and Either it's a yes or a no. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not his wife yet. It's, it's his well, girlfriend, yeah, Mark. Come on now. They're saving that for the sequel. I don't think they actually get married either, which, oof. I'm surprised that his mother, well, we'll jump it ahead. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they do go back and forth on this. And uh, who, of course, is he going to consult but Allie? And he goes in there and he consults Allie. And the, the, this is another part of the movie I kind of like. I, I, You know, they actually show some real footage in this movie of, uh, of, of games. And um, obviously this is a real, real situation here. And uh, here we go right now. Just football for 30 seconds? We can always talk football. There's a deal on a table from Buffalo. I heard. What's the war room think? Split. Pin wants me to do it. But you don't? I don't. Why? Because I know in my heart and my gut that if I make this trade with Buffalo, then I don't get to make a pick this year. All I get back are future draft picks for the guy that Molina brings in to replace me. I've been here two years, Allie. Two years. And I've never gotten a chance to see what a team I put together can do out there. This is kind of the slower part of the scene that I want to get to. First year, it's my dad's team. We'll get through it. Last year, Drew goes down before I can see what we had. Then I get stuck with Penn. I'm still trying to figure out how to work with. This is finally supposed to be my season. I just want the team that I want one time. So why are you bugging me if you already know? I don't know. I'm making mistakes. So he admits twice in this movie that he's making mistakes. Let's just pause it here so we can break the scene up a little bit. Twice in this movie, he to me, like I said, one time he actually says he's stepping on his dick. Ouch. That would really hurt. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but you'd also be in different movies than this one. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have know. we talked about, we've definitely talked about the Mr. Belvedere thing before, yeah? No. No. Where, like, in relation to that, like, he sat on his own balls once. <laughs> <laughs> like, they had to stop taping for at least a day, which is fucking hilarious. A, because he sat on his own balls and, like, had to be taken to the hospital. Oh. But B, imagine working on that show and having to come home to, like, your wife or family and tell her why it is <laughs> that you were home for the day. <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking sat down too quick and like you know smashed a nut in the leg under a leg or between the legs or something but mm. like never enough to like oh i gotta go to the hospital <laughs> I... jesus christ like was did he jump off of a fucking ladder to wherever he was sitting first or what i'm gonna have to uh, i'll post a link to <laughs> i got i got kicked in the balls hard enough to go to the hospital once yeah, that's kicked, not oh. sat down on them. No, I'm just saying, that, that was the only time I ever had to go to the hospital for my balls, but my God, that kid, that that was a knee, actually. He kneed me in the balls. Oh, my God, they were so swollen. 
Oh God! <laughs> oh, multiple occasions. Oh. I'll post a link in the chat from Deadspin, but like it's I found it on Reddit. Mr. Belvedere had to stop production on multiple occasions because <laughs> Christopher Hewitt, Mr. Belvedere, sat on his own. Multiple occasions. How big were this guy's balls? <laughs> right. Sit down. Caution. Like order some special underwear. <laughs> This guy had balls that fucking clank, obviously. Jesus Christ. You sat on your balls and no one care. I, I, I'm wondering if they maybe used the mold of him for those balls on the bottom of pickup trucks. Oh, shit. See a lot of those in Texas. Oh, I bet. I see a lot of them up here in Michigan, even. Well, first thing they do is they ride your ass, right? Then they dart around you, and then you see the balls. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Same yeah. way up here in Sumter, Michigan. They're, they are. Uh, yep. Okay. They're Southern wannabes. <laughs> and it's usually an F one fifty or a Dodge Ram. Mm. Yeah. Most of the time yeah, here. More often than not. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 if you cut me off, most of the time in Texas, you're in a BMW. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going with the scene because this is. This is the more to the part I wanted to get to where he uh, kind of gives a little bit of more facts and tells some actual true stories here. So here we go. Remember the 89 Super Bowl? 49ers Bengals. Niners down by three, 320 left in the game. 93-yard winning drive. Taylor beats the weak safety for a 10-yard TD. Yeah, but before the drive, Joe Montana's in the huddle. Right, and unbelievably somehow spots the actor John Candy in the stands and points at him and asks the guys in the huddle, hey, isn't that, isn't that John Candy? They couldn't believe the balls on him to be that calm in that game at that moment. His guys instantly relax. They march. Um, 93 yards. 93 yards. Montana throws a little slant to Taylor. 49ers win the Super Bowl. Great game. <laughs> Dirk. Great game. <laughs> Suck it. All right, that's all we need to play from that scene. Now, I, first of all, the fact that they worked in John Candy, just, I'm a huge fan of John Candy. I pretty much watch a movie with him in it every weekend, and I'm, uh, seriously... Planes, trains, and automobiles, summer rental, only the lonely. I'll watch something or great the great outdoors. Something with John Candy always gets played in my house over the weekend. I'm a huge fan. I'm glad they uh, found a way to work him in. Ten years. Uh, actually, no, let's see. We lost me in 1994 to 20 years after his death. Uh, this movie came out, and they worked him in, which was just friggin' awesome. But obviously, that's. Um, I, I actually remember watching that. Yeah. yeah, I do remember I watching that. <laughs> I do. So I actually watched the Super Bowl. I don't, uh, there you go. Uncle Buck Mojo says, absolutely, man. Another great one of his. Uh, just anything with John Candy. Some, Like I said, something with John Candy gets played in the house. Usually it's either the great outdoors or um, the, what was the, <laughs> Brewster's Million. That's a good one. I like that one too with him and Richard Pryor. But uh, it's either that or Plane Trades and Automobiles usually is another one. I love that movie. 
such a great movie and he's so great in that um but uh we got him telling that great uh, just a good story i think that was just kind of something to work in some more football facts and they just decided to add to the love story i'm sure that's smart's favorite part of the movie right there the whole point of the scene was just to put over the fact she knows about football like we did it's been proven like we get it yeah her character knows about football have we reached the point yet where she says that she knows more about football than he does because he, she's she's not there because of nepotism? <laughs> I, I, no, we're not there yet. Is that later? Uh, it's a little bit later in the movie, yeah. We're not there <laughs> just yet. We're not there just yet. But, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> all right. So, oh... <laughs> Boy, see, this is what I was waiting for. I was waiting for Smart to start just shitting on this fucking movie. Um, I will get there. I know we will. I know we will. But uh, we do get uh, another little story about Bo. And I'm going to go ahead and play that clip right now. Now, this is another clip, though, that kind of is a little bit true. And let me pop this up real quick. Let me type that because I... uh, I remember this one. Again, I read these at work, and I know there was a... Hold on, let me type in the word bill here because it was a $100 bill that we're going to talk about a little bit here. Now, they talk about a $100 bill being placed at the end of a playbook in this scene that we're going to talk about. It's actually something that actually happened. Um, and I'm, I'm, I apologize, but I'm going to quote this fact do not get mad at me. The trick used by the Washington Redskins in the movie of taping, I, I said it, I'm sorry, of taping a $100 bill to the back of the playbook seemed to be inspired by an anecdote, Jamarcus Russell. Uh, do, do you guys know who that is? Yes. Yes. Okay. His coaches in Oakland did not believe he was watching the game film and once purposely sent him home with blank DVDs to watch. He returned claiming he watched the video and liked the game plan, obviously lying. Um, and they're saying there was another story in the 1980s with Randall Cunningham, but they actually used to send a guy home <laughs> with blank wow. DVDs. Right. I you believe know, it. I posted a link for it in the Mixler chat. I've heard this story before, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's five minutes long, so it's a little bit lengthy. But long story short, they send him home with this DVD, and it's like, you know, pick a couple of plays out of the DVD that you really like, and we'll run those plays. We'll, we'll build that, you know, into our offense for you. He comes back the next day and he's like, well, which ones do you like? He's like, oh no, they're all good. They're all fine. I like them all. He's like, yeah, but if you had to pick a couple, he's like, oh, okay, I'll run with any of them. So like this keeps going on. He's like, and like he walks away and the coach turns to one of the players. And he's like, I gave him a blank DVD. Oh, <laughs> and like, if you, Needless to say, based on this story, Jamarcus Russell's NFL career was uh, not prosperous. He was one of the biggest busts ever. Yes, really, he did not last long. He not only did he like not play good football, he also didn't stay in shape. Like he would show up to the training camp like three hundred pounds or more. Yeah, he's like the heaviest quarterback you've ever seen. Wow, really? But he could throw the ball like fucking eighty yards. Well, now I gotta. <laughs> yeah, he had raw talent, but just like seemingly no discipline or work ethic or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, now I gotta look. Hold on. He has a hyperlink in IMDb. Now I gotta see this guy. Oh, no picture. 
Hold on. I can post pictures. <laughs> no, no, no. Thinking. I got it. I got. It. I, got it. I, I know how to right click and hit search Google for image. Calm down. Okay, I see him okay. now. Oh, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's pretty mm-hmm. good. He's a pretty tall, fucking tall, some bitch right there. Two sixty six six. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. All right. So he was by the. He played with the Raiders. It's saying here. Yep. All right. All right. There you go. Now I know who he is. You <laughs> see that? Now I know who this gentleman is. Um, but yeah, that's obviously who the story was uh, was posted by. But we do find out another. Uh, again, we're going to dig into another story here on uh, on Bo Callahan. <laughs> oh, he also got in trouble for possession of codeine cough syrup. Co- <laughs> in Mobile, Alabama. So, I mean, he was just living the life. <laughs> of all places to get busted, Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alabama, this man. This was during his playing career, by the way, because it happened on July 5th, 2010. Oh. <laughs> wow. Nope. Well, he got drafted in 2007, so yeah, that was after his career. <laughs> and actually, it was after his career because he says from the Raiders 2007 to 2009. So it happened yeah. after his uh, illustrious playing career was over. Yep. Two years. Fucking crazy. He was the number two pick overall, and two years later, he was out of. Or after two years, he was out of football completely. Lasted two only two years. Yep. No injury. No nothing. Just. Nope. No one wanted him anymore. <clears throat> No, I mean they've seen what he did in Oakland. Nobody wanted to touch him. See, this is why this is why I'm so glad I got sports fans on here. <laughs> Let's see. Eighteen I, touchdowns, twenty three interceptions, sixty five point two percent passer rating. Yeah. Terrible stats. Not and, great. Yeah, like Smart said, he showed up two hundred and ninety pounds. He has a fumble twenty five times in Jesus three years. Christ. He showed up at 290 at 6'6". Six, six. That's still... That's heavy. Yeah, especially for a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, I mean, you want your quarterback quick, skinny, nimble. Maneuverable. Roethlisberger catches shit. <laughs> I don't think he's that big. Mm, according to Wikipedia, interesting factoid, he is cousins with Marshawn Lynch. Hmm. I don't know who that is either, so awesome. Yes. Well, he's somebody who's a lot more successful, but probably has also had some codeine cough syrup from time to time. <laughs> <clears throat> That's speculation, but he definitely acts like he smokes a lot of weed. Is weed on the – is that something you can get booted for, or is that all right with the I, NFL? I, th- I thought it was that was okay with the NFL. I think well, it still is a problem in the NFL. It's not so much in the NBA these days. Yeah, it's still not allowed in the NFL. No. Okay. All right. It's it's the NBA that that that's more lax on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess you can thank Dennis Rodman for that too. But anyway, let's go ahead and get right. this next story about Bo Callahan. Callahan story for you. Not sure I want to hear it. You know, you hung me out to dry pretty good with the last one. Yeah, he Just did. Talked to Jack Tate in Washington. He said when they found out they had the number five pick, first thing they did was send a copy of their playbook to all the guys they were interested in. Right, we do the same thing. No, no, they put a little special twist on it. They tape a $100 bill to the last page. Why? So when they're interviewing the guys and they ask them if they read the whole playbook, of course all of them are going to say yes. About half of them, they mention the money, but the other half don't. So when they tell them about the $100 bill, most of the guys get embarrassed. They get flustered. They fess up that they didn't read the whole thing. But ask me what your boy Bo Callahan did. 
You know, I really hate playing this game with you. Ask. All right, what did Bo Callahan do? Neither. He said that he'd read it, and then he didn't say anything. He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny. He lied. He never read the whole playbook. So a lot of guys don't. Yes, but when they confront him about it, and they tell him about the money, he lied again. He said something like, oh, oh yeah, now I remember. Good one, good one, guys. Jack said he is the only guy to tell the lie and then to have the balls to stand and stick up for the lie. Said it was the second strangest response he had seen to the $100 bill thing. Want to know what the first was? God damn it, Ralph. Just tell me. He is a kid mailed a $100 bill back to them. That kid put it in a card and he wrote on the card, save this for when I win you the Super Bowl. Nice. Don't you want to know who that kid was? No. It was Brian Drew. <laughs> it was Brian Drew. All right. Go ahead, Chief. What, you, what were you going to say? No, I just like just You want to know who it is? No, fuck off. I'm tired of playing your games. Just fucking speak or go away. Stop your shit to do. You really are an unoriginal bastard. Okay. Yeah. Poor guy just wants some attention. Like right. he's his second wife at this job, or his second love interest at this job, because he's given up though. Guess what he saw at the store today? Yeah. Talk yeah, to me yeah. in the closet. We 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 all actually know people like this who yeah. actually do this. Oh, that's a missed opportunity if Ralph would have just pulled him into the closet. Mm. Yes. Beat the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the by, this is kind of a funny like story that they're telling in this movie because the Callahan's supposed to be like it's, his character is put into question. Like he's supposed to be the bad guy because nobody showed up to his birthday party and he allegedly took the hundred fifty dollars without mentioning it. The other guy, the running back punched somebody at a nightclub <laughs> like this guy got in trouble for assault like an actual crime and it's like ah no that, that's no big deal as long as his hands okay it's, it's all good but this other guy nobody showed up to his birthday party <laughs> yeah and he didn't read the playbook and he lied about it yeah well character <laughs> character again this is and, and this scene actually is big on character because even the end there when he says you know the hundred dollar bill a guy mailed it back to him and said you know save this for when i win you the super bowl it was brian drew so of course it was this exactly of course it was i mean how convenient um but this was really an, another scene where character comes into question and character kind of be, uh, it's just i mean it, it it's even mentioned when he's on the phone call later, that it's a character thing for him. So, you know, not a really, a, a guy that really, I got to tell you, if you're looking, if you're a general manager and you're putting personal feelings into it, it it's not the best thing I would say for your team. And it's also just funny how easily he's swayed Cause at first he's like, yes. Yeah, so he didn't mention the money. Like, cause he didn't read the playbook. Like, Oh, I hadn't considered that before. <laughs> and then he's like, it was Brian Ralph's Drew. like, where the fuck did you think I was going with this story? <laughs> exactly. How are you not connecting these dots? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? I thought I was unoriginal. Come on. <laughs> 
I mean, he's the real hero of this movie. He just saved him from fucking up potentially. He's no. like, God, what do I need to tell you? You're not. Why are you not connecting this shit? Yeah. 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 Obviously, um, he gets a call here from the uh, Texans general manager, and uh, I believe they were asking about Brian Drew. Uh, no, he was asking about Vonte Mack. This guy was asking about Vonte. So this is another. You know, seeing where kind of Vontae is. And basically, Kevin Costner says, well, he's a great kid. And that's about all he'll say. Um, entertains nothing with this at all, really. Um, yeah. But it, this this scene shows how skeptical and kind of narcissistic uh, general managers are. You know, he sits there and, you know, he's asking him all these questions. And the general manager of the Texans goes, did you find something with him? And he goes, no. And he goes, did I say that? And the guy goes, well, you did not say that. It's like, dude, is, <laughs> is the glass always half empty for you, you prick? <laughs> you're just, at this point, you're just going to, you know, lead it to where you want it to go. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So we got that. Um, then uh, we get Vontae having a little conversation with his agent. We don't need to get into that, really. But we do meet his mother and his ex-wife. Uh, Rosanna Arquette plays his ex-wife. His mother is played by uh, Ellen Burstyn. Oh, excuse me. That a burp for a Unnecessary second. Unnecessary scene. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That was in my notes. Uh, really? See. You think so? Yes. <clears throat> Quote, the whole scene with ashes was pointless filler who wants to see a grown man reduced to a petulant child is what I wrote down yeah so I said let's add his mom and ex-wife with his dad's ashes to get the cheap drama <laughs> you know it it was that's exactly what I was about to say this was to get a little drama more drama going in this movie but it was also so he could break your computer yeah that was and, a good point I think it was also so he could break the computer and call that kid a fucking soldier and give him his comeuppance for the night. Um, but, uh, <laughs> wow, y'all, really? The I scene wonder if was, there was like an alternate ending to that movie where like the intern shows up the next day with like a trench coat. <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> Listening to Marilyn Manson, I assume. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, wow. I, I, I mean, I kind of, you know, y'all got me thinking now. Is this scene unnecessary? I mean, the movie could have easily gone without it. But, uh, I mean, I get it. You want the drama. I mean, we're then... still, it's still under a two-hour movie. It's still an hour and 15-minute movie. Right. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is, like, it, it, the pacing, for the most part, everything else was fine. It just it wasn't even really necessary. It was kind of oh. just like it was a, a way to get to the part where he says why he actually fired his dad. Yeah. Also, the ridiculousness of like, oh, we have to do it right now, fucking two hours before the draft on the practice field. Like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah, Can't, like fucking hold off till tomorrow or I don't know, four hours from now. <laughs> right. Yeah. After the draft. 
Yeah, I, I that I get. You're right. They wouldn't. They, they they just didn't back off or anything like that. Now the part that I want to kind of complain about, smart, get your uh, get your happy hat on. Um, while they're doing that whole thing, and they do finally go out, and, and you know, as he's talking to Allie, I'm not playing that whole fucking mushy scene where he's talking to Allie. I'm not doing it. Um, he's talking to Allie. We do find out, like you guys said. He why he fired his dad, and it's because his mom told him to. It was either, you know, his doctor told him he was going to fucking basically die if you don't stop the stress, and it was either have him die on the field, you know, or fire him. So he did what he had to do. Never told him, which kind of made Allie angry more than him. But, you know... Instead, he went home and had the fucking bitch mom nag him to death. Yeah, exactly. Died a year later anyway. Now, here's what <laughs> angers me. They all walk out, right? We see the whole, the, the, everybody walking out, kind of the whole, you know, the, the, the whole cast walking out here to do the thing. You know what they never actually show? Them doing the thing? Does he do it? They never said he did. Does he cave? Does yeah. he go he out? He just kind of stood there and watched them, and then it was like, all right, next scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, at least get, I'll tell you the truth. You know what? If I would have rather that scene before it be shorter and then tell us whether or not he actually did it. Yeah. That would have a little more payoff, make more sense. And let's just get rid of fucking Rosanna Arquette altogether. You know what? Now that why, you... why is the mom hanging out with the fucking ex-wife? You know what? Now that you actually said that that scene was unnecessary, I actually completely agree because we never saw any sort of fruition of that scene. We never yep. saw. Really, did he do it? Yes or no? We never heard. We never know. So, yeah, it really was because we never really got a resolution to anything in there. So, yes, God damn it, that scene was unnecessary. Yeah. I think he did. Thing. Because it just follows with the theme of the movie that he just does whatever the women in his life tell him to do. <laughs> so, like, Allie was probably like, stop being such a dick. Typical man. And he's like, yeah, I agree. Men suck. And then he did it. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out there. Read the goddamn Gaelic blessing and get the fuck back at work. Yeah, Maybe. It'll be the last time we meet in a closet, mister. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, this is where we get a good scene with him and the intern, which we still haven't established his name, and I really don't care to look for it. Um, but this is where we get the scene with him, with, with him. And he again, I said that that scene was so he could break the computer and give this guy his comeuppance. But again, that scene could have been much different. He could have done that with Coach Penn just as easily. You know, having a, a, a really talking more football in the movie instead of the ex-wife drama. My God, y'all, right. really, y'all really turned me on that scene. Seriously, I'm not going to watch this movie <laughs> the same way anymore now. I'm going to be like, God damn it, fucking fast forward this shit. Yeah, next chapter. Holy hell, y'all <laughs> really... Man, I'm easily swayable too, Spark, obviously. Uh, okay. The intern's name is Rick, by the way. It is Rick. It is Rick. All right. You, you you can give Rick his props if you'd like to, Smart. Sure. But uh, here we go. Let's play this little scene where uh, Rick finds out his computer is broken and uh, Kevin Costner sort of makes a wonderful gesture here. It would help if we had sound. 
<laughs> Rick, what are you doing? Someone broke my computer. You know, can you believe that? I mean, this thing had my entire life on it, and it, I don't know. I, who would do that? It was me. I threw it against the wall. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Why did you do that? Look, I lost my head, okay? I've been, been stepping on my dick all day. Look, we'll... There it is. We'll get you a new one, right? We'll get you a better one. One with all the bells and whistles. Look, you've been a soldier today, all right? You don't deserve this. Okay? Yeah. Good. All right. So there you go. <laughs> Stepping on At his first, dick. it sounded like he just, like, so did not give a fuck. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But <laughs> but if you looked, I mean, if you watched this, he looked around to make sure no one was there to see this. All right. He's like, mm, okay, no one here, no one there. Yeah, it was me. It was me. I, I... I fucked up your your computer. Just take the fucking hard drive out. We'll get you another one. Shut the fuck up, you little soldier. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was like, you know, this guy's like really like a technologically savvy person. He's supposed to be like the nerd. He'd be like, ah, oh, it's all right. I'll just take the hard drive out. But you fuckers buy me a new one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Bells and whistles. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what bells and whistles were available in 2014, but uh... you can play solitaire. <laughs> oh, I like that. I just like, like the Oregon idea Trail. Exactly. That's that's a good point. I was gonna say I just like the idea of him just like not being up to date with any technology at all. It's just what he thinks computers are. <laughs> this one has Minesweeper. <laughs> all right. So they all. Yes, they do. Uh, so. All right, we go from that scene, and all right, we're getting closer to the draft now. Actually, Bo's up. Bo's already showed up to the draft. We're getting more more people showing up to the draft now. Um, and once again, old Sonny Weave decides to call Bo and ask him another question. Now, again, we're getting to the character thing. I gotta say, if 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 I have another nitpick about this movie, this call also doesn't make sense. Because if it was as innocent as, yes, everyone showed up, and, you know, as Sam Elliott said, they just didn't take down the names, okay. But he just says, I don't remember what happened on my 21st birthday that night. This, right. Well, what, it, it, it's, it's, why would he even say that? Just, well, that actually kind of makes sense if you well, want to follow the logic of he's lying to protect his teammates. He wouldn't be like, well, everybody did some fucked up shit. It's like, it's actually the real people at fault were my teammates. Well, I just say, well, yeah, they were there, but, you know, I'm I, obviously you've heard the story by now, and that's why you're asking me. And they were there, but the cops didn't take their name down. Right. I, and that, it's, it's, that's what actually happened anyway. Yeah, if that's exact. See, that's that's where again you get another question not answered in the movie. Is that what actually happened? Aha! Yep. So they should have went with a real swerve and been like, "Well, the the real reason why nobody showed up to my birthday party is because I'm a Jehovah's Witness and we don't believe in birthdays." <laughs> yeah, 
It's the, it's the two biggest questions in the movie. What the fuck happened at the birthday party? And what the fuck is written on that post-it? <laughs> well, the, I, hopefully there's going to be like a prequel where they show just like it's an hour and a half of his birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let me just play this fucking clip. Jesus. <laughs> hey, Bo, how you doing? Bob, good. Mr. Weaver, excited to be part of the NFL, you know? Good. That's great, Bo. Thrilled to hear that. Listen, I'm going to ask you something. I want you to be absolutely honest with me. You think you can do that? Yeah, sure anything, Mr. Weaver. Oh, did your teammates come to your birthday party? Well, anything but that. What? (laughs) For your 21st birthday party, I'm asking, did your teammates at Wisconsin come to that party or not? Uh, Look, Mr. Weaver, this isn't something I'm really very proud of, sir, but um, I don't really remember a single thing from that night, sir. You know what? I don't remember mine either. Thanks, Bo. Talk to you later. What'd he say? Nothing. Alright, so I think Costner was kind of in, in in my realm. If, if it was so innocent, why not just say it? Right. Why not just say it? Tell me, <clears throat> you know, the, if it was that innocent, just tell me what the fuck happened. You know, obviously it was a big thing. The cops were there. You know, these people, uh, it's, gen- I guess somehow they have private investigators that just delve into people's lives and, you know, they're like, you know, dust busters and shit like that. But, Believe it or not, that's actually pretty true. Oh, I like, would definitely do an oh, ungodly amount of research on all of these people, especially the first mm, round picks. I would believe. I got it. it figured out though. There was no birthday party because there are no parties in Wisconsin because <laughs> there's nowhere to party. It's Wisconsin. Well, they were at a Pizza Hut. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the buffet, the Pizza Hut buffet. For some reason, every time I hear the story that guy, that uh, that guy is telling, I imagine them at a Pizza Hut. I don't know why. <laughs> I just imagine them at a Pizza Hut. I have no clue. I don't know. But the movies. Now, did I used... you or did you not watch the animatronic band perform? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I would never. You know, honestly, Smart, I don't remember anything about that night. Now, you found some <laughs> ski ball tokens on the ground, and you didn't turn them in, did you, boy? <laughs> no, I didn't. But truthfully, I don't remember nothing about that night. It's funny that you say that, because I do, every time they say birthday party, I do just picture him sitting at a table alone wearing a party hat. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little party blower. <laughs> Just looks around, sees nobody's there, blows on it half heartedly, and puts his head down. <laughs> yeah. Well, since they're making fun of the guy, the suit they have on him is awful, by the way. I just want to say it did not fit him very well. Um, Let's see, I'm going to have to go ahead and I got the movie here. I'm going to. I like how he's like the villain of the story almost just because like he doesn't have friends. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm at uh, one, one. He doesn't read his playbook and he's kind of a liar. Yeah. But he's a bad well, guy. He is. He's, he, he, this is why. I, I swear to God, Tom Michaels is more the villain in this movie than this guy. I yeah. swear to God, the, the Seahawks fucking general manager is more, is more of a dick than this guy. This guy's just an arrogant prick. 
<laughs> but the Seattle guy. His playbook because somebody, one of his teammates, stole it because they didn't like him. Like this poor guy's being bullied the entire time. <laughs> of course he is. They My... stole his playbook. They stole his hundred dollars. <laughs> Said if you say anything, anyone will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, so, suddenly he's fucking Daniel in Karate Kid. He's the real bully. Uh, <laughs> you could have let it go too, douchebag. Uh, all right. <laughs> fucking Johnny told you you could have let it go, but you fucking pushed. You fucking douche. Uh, all right. Let's um. So actually, now it is time for the draft. It is time for the draft, and uh, the real, as you gentlemen confirmed for me. Because, again, I'm a fucking oblivious idiot when it comes to sports. This is the real general manager. And you can tell because he is far from an actor. And here we go. Time in the 2014 NFL Draft. This is an exciting night for our players, our teams, and for you, the fans. So let's kick it off. The 2014 NFL Draft is officially open. One of the most inaccurate scenes of the movie. He's not wrong. He gets booed out of the building every time. Yep. (laughs) You know, it's funny. When you, if you listen to that scene, it's like they tried to change the booze. Yeah, like you could hear him a little bit at, the, at first. Yeah, but I mean, like it's it's that's all you hear I, at first. In see, real life, this is again why I got you guys on. These are questions I've wanted to ask. Again, this is the this is the meat of the movie right here. Well, think about it. You just said that one of the people that worked on this movie was named Kevin Dunn. They're crowd sweetening. They're playing with the audio, <laughs> yeah. just like an episode of Raw. This is like it, it all ties in. Uh, there you yeah. go. There you go. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I've always, I, I always thought that man. It sounds like they're trying to cover booze in this scene. And yeah, they might have been. Maybe these people just decided to boo the guy, like people really do. Well, I mean, if they brought in extras that were like football fans, it'd be like, well, act like how you would act if it was the draft. Instinctively, they would have booed him. Right. Okay. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it would have happened, brother. Uh, so. If anything, but, they probably had to, yeah, they brought in extras, they all booed, and they had to add in the cheers. Like, God damn it, we didn't want all those boos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me delete that scene, go to here, this is where we're supposed to be at. All right. Um, anyway, after that, we, we get a little thing where, uh, once again, um, Vontae Mack is talking to his agent. His agent's like, you know, there's, you might fall out to 15, there's this, there's that, but right now, Cleveland's your best best hope. So... He's a little disappointed in the whole thing. Um, so the draft is about to start, right? Like right now. And for that, I'm going to go ahead and play. Now, one, I guess they call in to people what's going on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have to send their pick in or whatever. They have representatives there at the. All right. So there we go. Draft. Uh, everyone's wondering where Sonny is. Because they're already on the clock. Remember, they traded for first pick. They're number one. And a little clip here. Here we go. The Browns now have 10 minutes on the clock to make a choice. And if they don't do that in that time, 
The team picking behind them can then jump up and potentially steal away the player the Browns wanted. It's a situation we saw play out in 2003 with the Minnesota Vikings, and it happened again in 2011 with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. because oh, Yes, I am. I'm going to pause right there. Now, I want to ask you guys about this. Now, I, I, I do know because it's in the trivia on IMDb, those are both true stories, correct? Mm-hmm. Sounds okay. legit. <laughs> both both are true stories. So, I don't. I, do you guys know? I mean, I'd rather you guys tell the story than me read it. If you, either one of you knows what happened in in those years, I don't know it offhand. No, <laughs> uh, I just sort of remember that it happened. Like the Ravens one specifically, I remember that that happened. I don't remember exactly what it was that occurred because of it, but. Let me yeah, look like, it how the fuck does that happen? Okay. Uh, the ESPN commentators correctly noted that in two recent instances, 2003 and 2011, the Vikings and Ravings failed. Ravens. Ravings? I say Ravings. Uh, <laughs> Ravens failed to make their first-round selections in time and lost the picks. What is not said and not shown is that both teams are parties to trade must call in the trade, which I just asked you guys. The Ravens lost their pick in 2011 because Chicago failed to call the trade in. In 2003, when God the Vikings... God damn it, Chicago. I know. F- fucking duh, Bears. Uh, uh, in 2003, when the Vikings missed their pick, the Vikings were free to call in their pick at any time, but the teams following immediately rushed to call their picks in rather than taking their full allotment time, forcing Minnesota to pick further down. I got to tell you, that, <laughs> that, that's some word jumbling that I don't completely understand in, foot, in, in football terms. What, can either one of you explain what happened there? Yes, I think so. Basically what happens is they give you like, I don't know the exact amount of time, let's say first round 10 minutes a pick. And for whatever reason, like even the first pick where everybody already knows by the time you get to that point who you're going to take, they take a full 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the team behind them takes a full 10. And it just goes on forever and ever, even though presumably the first couple teams know who they're going to pick. So what ended up happening based on how you were describing it was that a bunch of teams, instead of like going through the pomp and circumstance of delaying it for as long as humanly possible, a bunch of teams just hurry up and made picks so that they could fuck over the Vikings. (laughs) Okay, because honestly, when I read that, I'm like, was the phone busy? <laughs> right. Were they getting the a busy that happen? getting a busy signal the whole time? So okay, that that makes a lot more sense than the line was just clogged up and busy. Okay. Interesting though to find out that Chicago fucked Baltimore back in the day. Yeah, because really. they didn't call in a trade <laughs> just for not calling it in. It's like, I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, the, even the first thing Costner says after this, he's like, "Call it in." Call, he said that twice. He repeats himself. Yep. Make sure they call, call the that motherfucker in. in. <sighs> All right, so there you go. See, this, God, I'm glad I had fucking sports fans on this fucking show. Uh, <laughs> I, I swear, this would be horrible without you guys. Because I know nothing about what I'm all this shit. So <laughs> I just like the movie. <laughs> I do. I told you I hate fucking sports. I love sports movies. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm not gonna try to explain it. Might do another shot in a minute or two. Uh, so 
we, we, we go through. The draft's about to start. Sonny does call it in. And we do find out uh, who his pick is. And I think this is right where this is right now. Let's see here. Yeah, no, no. I realize that. Oh, actually, ha, I really fucked that up. I accidentally backed off of a scene. Uh, here we go. Hold on one second here. We go back. We go back. We go back just a little more. I guess I didn't really need to play that. But here we go right here. Oh, one more back. There we go. Let's play this. Commissioner, ready to make history in Cleveland. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Vontae Mack, linebacker, Ohio State. Okay, so he selects Vontae Mack. The booze would be very accurate. <laughs> um, the all of the war room, as Allie called it earlier in the movie, is yelling at him. Every everyone's pissed at him. The 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 the, 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 the they show the bar, and everyone's got their hand over their head. No, uh, it's it's a horrible thing right here, and. You know, because he just gave away their entire future mm-hmm. for someone they could have had at number seven anyway. Exactly. Someone <laughs> they could have had at number seven anyway. So they do that. They go in. But he drops the note that we saw him post or write in the in the morning when Ali was uh, ruining his uh, day one more time by reminding him that his father was dead and that she's pregnant. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This poor guy. Uh, So, you know, there was that. The note says, Vontae Mack, no matter what. Yeah. So, So no matter what. Why did you fucking make the goddamn trade for number one? It... it, (laughs) Oh, wait, that was one of the mistakes he was making. I've been making mistakes. Yeah, Yeah, well, he's been stepping on his dick all day. Yeah. You know, if you step on your dick all day, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to have a bad day. It hurts. It hurts. I mean, it really, it it hurts. There's nothing else you can say right there. So what are you going to do? I think the whole thing was it was supposed to be like how he talked about earlier, where it was his chance to actually run his team his way, which is a great model for sports, by the way. It's just doing everything all your own based on your own whims. It's a great it's a great attitude to have in team sports. You can get away with that in college, but you can't get away with that in fucking pros. Well, I have no clue. Um, But anyway, we we do see that uh, right there where he. uh, drops that little note we all, all right. wondered what it said and we all found out what it said and then yeah. he uh the owner is pissed oh is the owner pissed here's how pissed he is <laughs> yeah no no i realize that he wants to talk to him right now then call me back i'm sorry sir I just get in the damn car this is anthony tell sonny i'm on my way to teterboro and i will literally be in his face in an hour and he will talk to me then I will, sir. Safe trip, sir. Thank you, Mom. All right. So there you go. He is not a happy camper. I don't know. He was expecting 
Bo Callahan. Bo Callahan, so I can you know market that, make a bunch of money off of it. He had a T-shirt made up already. He was going to hand it to him, <coughs> and yep. no, 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 not happening. It's just not happening. So uh, there you go right there. Um, obviously, Allie, for some reason, doesn't tell him that Anthony kind of never really understood, but... Um, Sonny calls Vontae, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and, and I. This is always just a cool scene. Just to, the, he, he actually. I mean, this is such a great acting scene right here. Just how happy he is in this scene right here. I'm just gonna play a little bit of it, and then we'll uh, move on here. It's Sonny. <laughs> Congratulations, Monte. You're a Cleveland Brown. Car's going to be picking you up in 10 minutes, and we're flying you to Cleveland. You think you can manage that? (laughs) Well, that's a happy guy, and that's a pretty pretty cool little scene right there. Again, he was expecting to start falling in the draft yeah. and gets first pick um, when he thought he was going to, you know, be way down after uh, the little trade that got made. So always, I, I just, I, I like that little scene. And then I think it's funny. They, they show the happiness right there and then immediately switch over to Bo Callahan freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, literally freaking out and I'll, Go ahead and, I mean, I think that's, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and play that too. Here we go. You need to get back inside. What just happened? This is the NFL draft. These things happen all the time. Now, trust me, these teams, they don't want a quarterback that panics. I need you to come inside now. Come on. All right. So he does go back in because he was told to. And that's what he does. He does what he's told. The way uh, they're making him out to be in this movie, like I was almost kind of surprised the cops didn't pull him up and arrest him for like beating up a hooker and selling blow or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you ought to be arrested for having an unintended birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is for being a loner, not having friends. Oh shit! Um, he, 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 of course. Kevin Costner, uh, Sonny, goes in to see Allie, of course, and, uh, you know, he's just, you know, consoling, and she's like, oh, my God, you you picked Vontae. Wow. Uh, and um, right after that, they come in, and they're like, hey, you really might want to see what's going on here. And uh, we do see what's going on here. Uh, Bo is falling and falling and falling. So let's go ahead here. Yeah, exactly. So let's go ahead and play this scene here. Oh, I'm sorry. He, you know what? I skipped that and I forgot about that. So what he does, he goes in and he sees that Bo is falling in the draft. No one's picking him and no one knows why. So he decides to get an idea that uh, he's going to call the Jacksonville team. And this is where the deals start going. And Smart, this is the point where I feel that 
you, this is where the movie really took a dump for you. I don't know why, but I do. That's very unrealistic. Like it would never happen. That's that's my guess. Well, yes, there is that, but also I feel like th- these scenes should have been like shot in reverse or like set up in reverse, put in the film in reverse because it doesn't make sense for me that he would have freaked out after one team didn't draft him because usually like realistically there's a bunch of teams in the top 10 or so in the NFL that like need quarterbacks any given draft. Uh So like you're more than likely if one team doesn't take you number one, you're more than likely going to get taken like within the top five. If you're a can't miss prospect, like he was supposed to be. So I feel like if you first off, if you just have him like fall in the draft, not get picked, you know, a couple of different selections ends up getting skipped then would be the time for him to flip out. Like, he just immediately flipped out. And I get the whole idea is supposed to be that he's an asshole, but, like, I feel like it should have been done opposite way. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. See, this is, again, glad I got you guys on here. Cause... Now, could, can deals be made as the draft is happening, or do they have to be done oh, before? Yeah. Okay, oh, so, no. so, so that part is realistic, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. happens all the time. Okay. Yep. Okay. And the whole reason he was calling up Jacksonville is because he knew that they weren't going to take Bo because they weren't looking for a quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. And he did not want Bo to fall to number seven to Seattle. And Seattle get all those first round picks from him and the quarterback they would have drafted number one overall anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So he calls up Jacksonville. And basically, what he's trying to do is get some ammo and get the next pick just to call Tom Michaels. Yeah. All right. So he's already given up all three of his next number one picks. So to get the number six pick from fucking Jacksonville, he gives up all three of their number two picks for the Mm. next three years as well. Exactly. Exactly. No draft, basically. Right. So basically right now they are fucked, and uh, Dennis Leary's not happy. So nobody in there is happy. No one in there is. They're all pretty shocked at this point. And this is where I actually started playing the scene from and or I'm going to play the scene from. And it's right there, right after he makes those picks here or makes the deal with um, Jacksonville. Here we go. Okay, somebody get me Tom Michaels on the phone. Tell me you didn't just do that, Sonny. Michaels, Tom Michaels. Are we on the clock? Tell me you didn't just do that. We just got the number six pick, and no, we are not on the clock. Denver is on the clock. Okay, so we got six. Who are we picking at six? Rick, can you get Marvin on the phone now? Okay, come on. Let me get this straight. In the span of one day, you have managed to burn through three years' worth of number one and number two picks. Is that correct? Yeah. I quit, Sonny. Don't quit. I can't coach a team that doesn't have a future, Sonny. That's the way it works. I got Tom Michaels on the line. Sonny, are we trading six? Will everyone please just shut up? People, please, can I have a moment of goddamn silence while I do my job here, okay? Look, don't quit, all right? Just let me do my job here, right? Just let me do this. Don't quit now. If by the end of the night you still want to quit, then quit. Just see what I do from here. Your show, Sonny. Tom Michaels. All right. So, at this point, he gets Tom Michaels on the line. Now, remember, Tom Michaels fleeced him for three years of number one picks. <clears throat> so now he's out of number ones and number twos, as as uh, Dennis Leary just told us. And he's going to call Tom Michaels now and do this. He's holding. 
You son of a bitch! Anthony, I need five minutes, all right? Five minutes, and then you can fire me. Sonny, you okay? are a dead man. Mr. Molina, Mr. Molina, look at me. Look at me. Just give me a minute. But first, he is threatened by his boss with death. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't fuck with a rich man that owns a water park. There you go, and hasn't taken his sunglasses off in three days. Uh, anyway, that's another unrealistic thing because, like, as soon as she would have touched him, like he would have went right the fuck off on her. <laughs> yeah. She tells him to calm down, and he just listens. Like, yeah, no, that would have never happened. Keep your filthy hands off of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fired her ass on the spot. <laughs> Who let this hole into the room? So I this mean, like, legitimately, like, you remember what happened when fucking Titus O'Neil touched Vince. His ass got <laughs> bended. Dude, I swear to God, I was just about to fucking say the exact same thing. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all right. Let's get rolling in the scene a little bit. I'm gonna, we're going to break this one up a little bit. This is one of, the, one of the longer scenes, but we only got a couple scenes left anyway. So here we go. He knows what he's doing. Tom, it's Sonny. Jesus, Mary and whatnot. Do I owe you a thank you, Weaver? Thank you. Jacksonville's on the clock, and I'm one more crazy shit show from insanity. Can you imagine scoring three first-round picks and Bo Callahan? Lord God, let that infant John Carson screw this up. It's Jeff Carson, Tom, and he doesn't have the pick. I do. What? I just made a trade with Jacksonville. I'm on the clock. It's me. Bullshit. The Jacksonville Jaguars have made a trade. The Cleveland Browns now have the sixth pick and are on the clock. Sonny, what'd you give him? No time for that. I'm on the clock. I'm going to pick Bo Tom unless you want him more. And if so, let's make a deal. We still have Bo Callahan? What the hell's going on, Sonny? Everyone thinks there's something wrong with the kid, but you don't. (laughs) You've done your due diligence. You're about to pull off the move of the century, but you need my pick to do it. So make me an offer. You're going rogue. You're going renegade. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I could have could have gotten Vontae at seven, but instead I trade up with you just so I can get him at one. Jesus Christ. You were right about me, Tom. I am a crazy man. So come on, take advantage of it. What are you waiting for? Make me a deal, Tom, at six, and you get your boy Wonder. What do you want? I want my number ones back, all of them. All right, so this was ballsy. It was pretty ballsy of him to do here. It would never happen either, but yes. Okay. For movie's sake, very ballsy. Why would it never happen? <laughs> um... I don't know, like this whole fucking situation. No GM would put himself in the spot that he's put himself into. Ever. Right, really? <laughs> I doubt any GM would would take the fucking, or would do the deal to begin with, with the three number one picks for the next three years, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I guess that one's possible, but like once you've gone all in on that, you're not going to back off. Yeah, you're not going to trade... You put your career, picks. yeah. Let's say you put your entire career on the line. You're not gonna. So no GM would away potentially. No GM <laughs> would really put their future on the line like that. Really, not to that extent. No. Okay. Like that's that's almost career suicide right there. Because okay. he traded three second round picks for the idea that he's going to use this as a power play to get his first round picks back. Right. When all in all likelihood. 
in real in reality, the Jackson not the Jacksonville, the Seahawks general manager would have just told him to go fuck himself. Would have just taken his left. Right. You go ahead and take Bo Callahan then, and we'll go ahead and keep your three number one picks for the next three years. Fuck it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I can see where that would pop in. Because also theoretically speaking, like they every every NFL team does this kind of sort of like detective work. So theoretically, every one of the general managers would have known about this birthday party incident. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like fucking Cleveland's got the crack GM that's or the crack fucking PI that's better than everybody else. Yeah, it did kind of seem like they had the old, uh, the like 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 the slickest private dick, if you will. Yeah, inch high private eye out there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So let's 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 get a little more into that call. That's crazy. Why would I give them back? Because at the end of the day, no one's the wiser. Tom, you haven't lost anything, and you get the quarterback messiah you've always wanted for $7 million less. Uh, the owner did perk up to $7 million less. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. No, no, I can't do it. Which I could definitely... That that might be the most realistic part in this, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so here we go. I look like an idiot, like I panicked. You take them. You obviously don't want to. I'll stick with my draft picks. Yeah, but you want them, Tom, don't you? Seahawks fans want a hero, and you denied them. Not that bad. Don't lie to me. I checked all the Seahawks fan blogs and chat rooms. They're all calling for your head. Ever since you traded away Callahan, the barbarians are at the gate. I don't care about that. Uh, Yeah, you do. You and I both know it. I have the golden ticket now, Tom, and if I give it to you, you get to save Seahawks football in Seattle. See, now here he's using his words against him. And he does it more than once in this little clip here. And I'm going to keep rolling it. I just wanted to, again, break it up a little bit uh, so it's not as long. So um, here we go. Um, about give you number two picks. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, I want my picks back, all of them. I want all three years of this team's future back. That's not fair. Well, you want to cry about it, Tom, or you want to make a little magic before the clock runs out on both of us? Seven million cheaper solves our salary cap problem. There you go. Give the fans what they want. Okay, screw it. No more offer. It's off the table, Tom. I'm taking Callahan. Okay, Smart. Yes? Do you remember once I mentioned the sales maneuver take the, the, uh, the takeaway? Sure. And I horribly explained it? This is it right here. This is the takeaway. You sit there, you bait him into what you want, right? And then he hears him say, he he heard that the owner say, you know that 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 fixes it. Take this deal immediately. What does he do? He takes it away. Up, oh, nope, off the table. Done. I up up. Fuck it. I'm taking Callahan. That is the takeaway. And what does he do immediately? Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what? That's when he knows he's got him hooked. <clears throat> That's when yep. you know the fucking you've set the hook and it's 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 deep. It it might even be in the belly at this point. Yep. It's like, oh, I just made you my bitch. Yep. Exactly. This fucking own you. Yep. This is the takeaway, <laughs> Smart. This is the probably the best explanation of it is right there. So play a little more of this. Here we go. Oh no, no. Wait, wait. All right, you have a deal. Give me your picks. We have a deal. What else do we need? 
Special teams. Putney, get Putney. Yeah, yeah. David Putney. Putney. Yeah. Putney. Okay, so he, again, does the same thing that he did. He uses not only his own words against him, but kind of his own thing where he, you know, changes the deal. As did yeah. Tom Michaels in this movie, Change the Deal. Fucking Darth Vader and shit. I've altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. <laughs> All right. So let's, 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 let's just play a little more of this here. Hello? Sonny? I'm sorry. That deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Another line played against you. Yep. yep. What? What do you want now? I want my picks back, and I want David Putney. I need a punt returner. Well, that comes the swelling music. It doesn't matter. I want all my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am. Haven't I proved that already? You make this deal right now, Tom, and you get Bo Callahan. Say it with me. You get Bo. Come on, Tom, say it with me, you pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking pancakes. <laughs> All right, shit. Deal. Great, you're welcome. You found the train. God damn it, I love this job. <laughs> there you go. He gets the deal. He gets his number one picks back. He's still out three number two picks, though. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. which maybe in draft day two he gets back. <laughs> it sucks, but I mean it's, it's definitely more manageable than being out the three picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the way everybody immediately knew to get David Putney, whoever the fuck that is, he <laughs> must be a really good player. So they landed a good deal on that too. That's Mrs. Putney's little boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Exactly, of course, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look. Obviously, a little feel-good moment. Again, this movie is just kind of a feel-good movie about the draft. It's not, you know. Um, But there's a little more to it. Again, we've got the love story going on in this movie still. And, uh, but yet, so the the draft is just one part of it, obviously, guys. Yeah, unfortunately. They should have just rolled the credits. (laughs) (laughs) There's still like 25 minutes left in this fucking 14. Well, are we including credits or not? 14 with credits. Okay. I mean, well... you're gonna have the you can keep the happy moment where Dennis Leary goes and he fucking you know tells the other dude that they're gonna draft him. That's fine. But after <laughs> that, roll credits. <laughs> uh, we need to see nothing more after that. <laughs> so. Uh, Anthony Molina goes up and, you know, the, the owner of the, you know, he, oh, you, you got a hell of a set of balls and shakes his hand and you know, the, everything's fine. He's not fired. It's, it's the, a, a big part of the movie right there. Um, so everything's good with him. But, um, before that, well, you know, there's one, one more scene I'm going to go ahead and play here. Because he's got his seventh pick back. Now, I got to ask you guys, this is a 
This is a question I've always wondered. Can a team make two picks in the first round? Yeah. Detroit's going to be doing it for the next three, two years. <laughs> Re- really? Yeah. This is a trade for Matthew Stafford. See, I again, I am a complete idiot when it comes to sports, but I always thought that that would be not allowed to make to do that. Well, that's legal. As long, I mean, you, hmm. the team traded it to you. Hmm. Ain't nothing the league can do about it, really. If the team wants to trade it, the team can trade it. Actually, I'll give you an example that kind of ties in with the movie. All right, so there's no Vontae Mack, obviously, but in the 2014 NFL draft, which is what this is supposed to be based on, number five, the Raiders drafted Khalil Mack, who's a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now, as is after the fact, because it happened in 2018, so this is obviously not inspired by it, but 2018, Bears traded for Khalil Mack for three or two first-round draft picks. So okay. kind of like the three first-round draft picks in the movie, but Oakland, by proxy, got the, the pick that they would get originally in the draft for first round and the Bears' first-round draft pick. Okay. So for two years straight, they got the first-round draft pick, two different first-round draft picks. Wow. All right. Okay. So it can definitely happen. All right. I did not know that. I figured that would be something that, that I, for some reason, I figured that would be something that was unrealistic in the movie, the fact that... You couldn't do that, you know, double draft pick picks in the first round like that. Yeah, I believe the uh, Miami Dolphins had two first round picks this year, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that helped them a lot. Now, the position oh, we'll that this all takes place <laughs> in is kind of unlikely that they would trade up, get the first round pick, and then trade also get the fifth round or sixth, or sixth overall pick. Like, that doesn't seem likely, but. Yeah, well, maybe. Interesting though. I'm 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 glad I figured that one out. But uh all right, let's go ahead and play this real quick. Right back at seven where we started. Tom's gonna take both, so who do we got? Ray Jennings. The running back. We take Ray Jennings. That's right. Cleveland royalty. Haven't I been telling everybody that that's what we need, a running back? Still wanna quit, coach? <laughs> Because that was Dennis Leary saying. It just sound like a team that you Mm. want to coach because the Browns are ready to roll. We just need the right man at the wheel. I can coach this team. I know you can. Why don't you give Ray Jennings a call? Ask him if he wants to be a Brown. And tell him to pack his bag so he can join us at our party. My pleasure, boss. You got some set of balls, Sonny. Congratulations. There you go. Way to go, Sonny. Got <laughs> a boy, Sonny. Grande cojones. There you go. So, you know, we, we get that. They they have their little after party. And uh, we get a little praise of a speech from everybody here. And uh, I'll play that. That's sort of, this, this is actually the last uh, clip I've got. And here we go. Manager Sonny Weaver Jr. took one pick in the first round, the number seven pick. He sprinkled it with fairy dust, wished upon a star, and somehow he turned it into not one, not two, but three potentially impactful players for his team next year. One pick. He took a chance. He went with his gut. He took his guy. Make no mistake about it, the Cleveland Browns are his team now for sure. 
This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny Weaver Jr. pulled it off. When you were like, I want all my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney because I feel like it. Like, how did you come up with that? I was pissed. Aaron, look at who we have right now. Uh, uh, let me break it down. Vontae Mack, the guy who plays with more passion and inspiration than anyone in college football. He's a Brown. Ray Jennings, the running back the Browns have needed for years. A return man to help out on special teams. Mm. And Riz, just like we wanted, Brian Drew back at quarterback, where he belongs. I don't even want to hear about Bo Callahan. If he thinks Callahan's a bust, who am I going to argue with that? He turned nothing into a big-time something. Smile for the cameras, coach. This is a day for Cleveland to celebrate. We had a great day! All right. So you know what I took away from that the most? What? Chris Berman definitely wrote his own fucking script on that one. Spark <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little fairy dust. Wished upon a star. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, he didn't give any of the t- players a cheesy ass nickname, so that was a little bit <laughs> unlike him. Oh, is that his thing? He gives the like like cute little names. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's adorable. All For right. example, like Curtis Martin was like Curtis, my favorite Martian. Ew. Just yeah. Dumb shit like that. Ew. Um, no, that's just gross. of Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Mm-hmm. Ew, that's cringy too. This is some cringy shit right there. Oh yeah, he's corny as fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> real that's cool. why I said he definitely fucking wrote his own thing right there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So uh, real quick, um, we were talking about the, them drafting the running back in the actual 2014 draft. The first running back taken was in the second round, pick number 54. So they might have reached a little bit. <laughs> Bishop Sankey by the Tennessee Titans. He was out of the league in four years. Um, also, I, I feel like the like the another the second most unrealistic thing to people booing not booing Goodell was that they did a montage of sports talk radio host praising him for not drafting a quarterback. That shit would have never happened. No. <laughs> yeah. Really? You gave up a sure thing for bulk? Yeah, most people would have fucking tore, still tore his ass for that one. Mm. Mm. So Sonny probably, probably would have been fired. De- I mean, having two pick, having the number one pick and the number six, or sorry, number seven pick in the drafts definitely helped, you know, heal the wound a bit. They... Mm. Wouldn't have gone so crazy on him, but yeah, they wouldn't have praised him like they were. And who am I to argue? You got <laughs> two chances to take a franchise quarterback. And you take it. You stay with your injury-prone quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy we stayed with our busted-ass quarterback. <laughs> Maybe he'll make it through eight weeks this year. Oh wait, nine weeks. <laughs> they didn't address the offensive line, so that quarterback is going to be hurt again for sure. Right. Ooh. Well, like the important takeaway is that sports talk radio is never happy or positive about anything. No, okay, not so, usually. Anyway, so, there's a couple of fucking soft ass, soft shoeing motherfuckers here in Detroit. But so is sports talk radio wrestling. worse than wrestling podcast? Oh no, no, no! It's it's still two different fucking worlds there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That 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 makes more sense. Uh, Plus, it depends on your team. I mean, if your team's doing good and winning, sports talk guys aren't talking shit usually. Mm-hmm. All right. They don't got a reason to talk shit. <laughs> All right. Makes more sense. Makes more sense. Um, 
All right. Uh, again, we this movie, again, we said it was more of a love story, and it does turn out. Now, again, earlier in the movie, Ali said they don't want to be a secret anymore. Uh, they see his mother down there, and they tell her that, oh, look, she's pregnant. You're going to be a grandmother, and it's a whole hug scene. Um, you can the see... ex-wife is conveniently absent at the. Oh, at thank God! Who who needs to see Rosanna Arquette? <laughs> no one really. Um, and then, um, really, we 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 see the the game. They're all out there. We see everyone chanting and happy, and that's really it. There's not much more yeah. to the movie. There's like that big, huge, like group, like they're getting fired up for the game, and the two rookies are in the middle firing up everybody else. Like, no, no, <laughs> the rookies are not firing up everybody else. The rookies, are like, eh, get in the back of the line, rook. <laughs> cool. I also like the idea of how his mom is like presumably like 80 years old and more than likely very old fashioned and has no problem with her son being born out of luck, grandson, <laughs> rather, right. Yeah, um, that's fine. Well, you know, uh, uh, different times, Mark. Different time. Hey, Mom, I've been fucking my coworker. Now she's pregnant. You go, son. You go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're clearly like thirty years older than her. Thumbs up. Hey, Mom, you know that girl. Use <laughs> your power. That's my boy. Mom, you know that girl I've been banging. Knocked her up. Yeah. <laughs> if I wrote this movie, it would have ended with like Dennis Leary walking in when they're in the hallway and being like, "Hey." I fucked Ellie too. And then he just jumps <laughs> up the air and then you get credits. Yep. Just, like I said, you got to add something about Bo getting arrested too for cocaine. Oh, well, you see, after, after Smart's thing, I would have had in the, in like, during the credits, Dennis Leary uh, and uh, all, all, Kevin Costner and Allie all on um, Maury getting paternity results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> during the. here, Maury, my baby. <laughs> you are the father. God damn it! You don't know me. I'll kick your ass. Oh God, not again. All right. Anyway, um, again, I'm really glad that I had some sports guys on during this movie because I I I learned a lot there, and I'm I this would not have been fun without it. I'm glad you asked me to come on because this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I know how it's damn near three o'clock in the morning for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should probably go ahead and uh, get this bad boy wrapped up. But um, I mean, dug into this movie pretty goddamn deep. I'm again, I I I like this movie. You guys turned me on one scene being completely unnecessary, and I'm never going to watch this movie again because of it. <laughs> Uh, Mission accomplished. Sign there you go. Skype and... <laughs> right. Might actually delete this off my hard drive later. My work here is done. <laughs> Might have to delete this off my hard drive. I'm not even worried actually, about I that. I think anymore. I'm going to do that while we're on air, just for ceremony's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got to delete that email you sent. <laughs> God, so, but yeah, I, I really appreciate both of you guys coming here and helping me out here because, uh, like I said, I would have been oblivious to a lot of the stuff going on there. And I mean, like I said, I mean, I figured you wouldn't be able to make two picks in the first round. And you guys are like, yeah, you can make four or five if you fucking deal your ass off. Who cares? Yeah. Say if you got the resources. Sure. Man. <laughs> Man, just fucking start paying people. Can you give it is ca- I got to ask one last question. Can you give cash? 
Um, like in like if I called cash you up, in exchange for the pick. Like if I called you up and said, "Look, I'll give you a million dollars for that pick." Um, maybe, but the pick would be worth more than a million. <laughs> Easily. I'm just I'm don't I'm just don't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I don't know if it's ever been done. I know. There's been trades where like there'll be a player and then like an extra bit of cash on top of it for uh, another player, okay. but I don't know if it's ever been done for a draft pick. All right, it's probably doable. I just don't know if it's been done. All right, all right. Well, there you go. But uh, I don't know. You guys got anything else on the movie or? No, I mean, the I just watched it the other day for the first time. It was the only time I watched it. I mean, it wasn't awful. <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> It was all right, but like that's at the same time, like it could. I feel like they could do without the whole drama thing. See, yeah. and 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 again, that's from a sports fan's view, and I watch it True. from just an oblivious movie fan view. So, smart, go ahead. Well, yeah, that was going to be my complaint about that too. Is I feel like instead of doing the whole just romantic story side plot of it, you could have spent more time fleshing out these actual you know draft picks or potential draft picks. So that when they get taken, it actually means something like we know nothing about the running back other than his dad also played football. Mm-hmm. And like they very briefly say that Max's sister had cancer and died. Like you could have spent a little bit of time like fleshing out their relationship a little bit mm-hmm. or something or just even shown Callahan being a dick. Like that just I think there was just too much time spent on the actual like the relationship aspect of it when you could have been doing all kinds of other shit. You could have shown a little bit of combine footage or something. Like there's all kinds of different other things you could have done. And like realistically though, for real, like uh, Allie in the movie, she's supposed to be like this strong independent woman or whatever. And she's supposed to know all this about football and all this shit, but she's like still just like fucking her coworkers, which just seems like highly <laughs> unprofessional for, for a job of that stakes and magnitude. And like, also it seems to clash with the whole idea of like, you know, she earned her way through all this shit. It's like, well, no, you, you're still fucking your way to the top too. Well, I like how she's got all this football knowledge and shit, but she's like the accountant. <laughs> yeah. Well, she and she's like she basically implied that he got his job because of his dad, and that's not how that works in football. Like, even if your dad is a coach, you still have to start on a like position coach or like a fucking equipment manager or something. Like, you still have to work your way up. Yeah, like they referenced that he had fucking brought San Francisco back or did something great in San Francisco before he came to Cleveland. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously he had done something on his own before yeah. that. Yeah, I think they said like supposedly saving uh, San Francisco or something like that. Yeah, and I forget what exactly they said, but there was a spot spot earlier in the movie where they were talking about Dennis Leary and how he came from uh, Dallas, Dallas, and how he won a uh, championship because the roster was already built for him and he took over for a championship team. I'm like, was that a shot at Barry Switzer? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. I was like, all right, Barry Switzer, are you out there watching? Hi. We just fucking shots fired. <laughs> yeah, they called him a bad babysitter. Yeah. Wasn't even a coach. He was just a babysitter and not a good one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what Kevin Costner said. You are, I think you are a bad babysitter. And that's what Barry Switzer was because that team got in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it was see I wouldn't have known the fuck of that at all so alright 
like I said, probably uh, good to get this done for you guys at least. I probably need to get some sleep too. I've been up since five thirty this fucking morning. Yeah, uh, I gotta go have dinner. <laughs> get dinner, Jesus! This is breakfast, man. Whatever counts as food at three in the morning. Um, I think it's breakfast. So, yeah. all right, guys, I really appreciate both of you guys jumping on here, helping me out. Uh, cheese, one more time, let them know where uh, where they can get you. It's right here on Mixler, the Metal Mitt, with two T's podcast network. Uh, you can also find us, you can find the Cheese on Sports on Spotify and YouTube. Um, see, the high marks of Sundays at 8.30 p.m., Cheese on Sports, Monday, 8.30 p.m., Modurk City Machine Gun, Sunday, 10 a.m. Uh, this Monday, it's kind of a big episode for Cheese on Sports. We got uh, our UFC picks, as usual. But we got the first week of the NFL coming up, so we'll have our first week of picks for that. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do our NFL Fantasy Draft Live. We have our own little Fantasy Draft League. Uh, Smart is a part of it. There's going to be eight of us. I'm not sure how many of us are going to be live on the call. At most seven, but minimum five. So it should be a fun time. All right. Definitely recommend you guys come hang out in the chat for that. There you go. Fantasy football going on there. Sounds like a damn good time. And uh, on that note, it's uh, good to be back. Most definitely good to be back. Uh, once again, um, just if you're not subscribed, make sure you do. And uh, chat room, appreciate you guys hanging out tonight. I know some people came in here expecting wrestling, maybe forgot, didn't hear. But uh, hey, appreciate Luke Birch definitely hanging out. God damn, what fucking time is it where he is? Um, it's seven forty-eight in the morning. So, oh my god, he might be asleep. <laughs> he might be. I might wake up tomorrow when he's still in the chat room. Even though right. I I appreciate him falling asleep while in the chat room. Either way, uh, he was holding a microphone that wasn't plugged into anything the entire time. <laughs> it was a hairbrush. <laughs> oh shit! All right, guys, definitely. Uh, Appreciate you guys coming on, Smart. I will be talking to you Wednesday on the old dirt sheet dudes talking wrestling. And uh, there you go. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and knock this bad boy out. I don't have any outro for this or anything right now. So that's it. We're out of here. And I will uh, see y'all next time. Hollywood Hangout. Peace out. Adios.